Oye, oh yeah, te habla tío Sabio Vega. This is Sabio Vega and you watching True Heel Hit a mi manera o pa la calle. What's up, True Heel Hit? True Heel Hit. What's up? What y'all want to talk about, though? Where you at? Where y'all at in the chat? Where y'all at, Warriors fans? Where y'all at, Laker haters? Where y'all at, LeBron haters? Where y'all at, AD haters? They try to hate on us. They try to keep us down. Y'all thought y'all was coming in for True Hill Heat. No, y'all are here for the Laker morning church. We are at church because the Lakers have made it to the promised land, the Western Conference Finals. We started out 2-10, and ten, and we're going to the championship. We're about to be the champions of the Western Conference. You had people saying, ha-ha, 2-10, ha-ha, you started out 13th place, ha-ha, you started out 12th place, ha-ha, you started out 11th place, you started 10th place, enjoy the play-in, oh, Memphis in 5, Warriors in 6, and now we had the Western Conference Finals. How y'all looking? How y'all feeling? Huh? Huh, Warriors fans? Huh, Laker haters? How y'all feeling? I ain't even gonna hit the intro because it's all about the Lake Show. It's all about LeBron James. It's all about Anthony Davis. It's all about him. 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 Austin Reeves. What y'all talking about? We ain't even gonna talk about wrestling today. We talking about the Los Angeles Lakers in this place. And it's in Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube and Facebook for True Hill Heat 225. Straight Edge, Jesus, second coming, discussing the latest wrestling news, including the second coming of CM Punk in June next month. Punk pitching to face Samoa Joe upon his return. Rumors of AEW's new TV deal. Recap of this week in wrestling with WWE Backlash featuring Bad Bunny stealing the show. AEW Dynamite featuring Don Callis turning on Kenny Omega. WWE SmackDown featuring the return of the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Raw NXT, the start of the Best of the Super Junior Tournament 30 for New Japan Pro Wrestling. GCW had a show. Impact had a show. ROH had a show plus you'll hear our match of the week picks i am not joined by miss chrissy love not joined by top guy jj so we had to bring the the reinforcements the youngest in charge you see all his great writing one of the best news writers in all of professional wrestling at 25 years old looking like 20 he is the man you hear over at the nwa podcast on post wrestling Andrew Thompson is back on our show. How you doing, good sir? What's going on, SP3 man? That's a that's a beautiful introduction right there, man. Made, made my morning, bro. I appreciate <laughs> it. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you. And congratulations! I just saw the uh, Sammy Callahan interview on the on the True Hill He YouTube channel. Go check that out, man. Promote that. Boom. Boom. I love it. I love it. We like washing each other's hands and start off the show, man. It's all good in the hood. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Pistons to get the number one draft pick. I'm, I'm, we, all, we all love here. We all love here. It's hey, all hey. love. Hey, see, I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm praying to the Lakers downfall, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I be, look, it, it, it's, it's at this point now where I might have to stop being vocal about it because me, me just thinking it in my head is not working, obviously. 
Like y'all, but like be honest with you, like I, I had a feeling y'all was gonna be Memphis because Memphis they they too out of control over there, bro. Like they don't know what the hell going on in that organization. And then when I saw y'all be going to stay last night, I was like, what 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 is ha- like what what is happening right now? Like what what is really happening? Like are the Lakers really about to do this right now? Like coming back from the the bottom of the burrow when they come to the playoffs and then these dudes just acting like they the first seed. But we don't know what in all seriousness though. Dude, Rob Palenka, the moves that he made to like flip that team into what it is now. And it, 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 but I don't even know. But is there a GM? I don't, of think, the, I don't think we've ever seen something like this. But and this like is, a team that started this bad and had this bad of a roster turn it around the way they did at the trade deadline. We've had big time trades at the trade deadline, but nothing that has transformed a team like the Los Angeles Lakers. Man, I'm telling. Let me tell you this: the worst thing that can happen to this team next season. Like, cause I, honestly, I, I I think y'all could beat Denver. It might go. It's go. It's gonna go seven. But y'all could beat Denver. Denver ain't unbeatable. But they good. They're really I, good. I I think I think like the Memphis series, like the Golden State series, we gotta finish it in six. If we go to seven, I don't believe yeah. that we can beat them in Denver in a seven game. But that we 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 go we we could talk about basketball yeah. throughout the podcast i got you here the whole time thank you so much for joining me andrew thank you everyone for joining us remember to drop the thumbs up on this video share this video with all your wrestling fans friends and family on all your favorite social media platforms if you are new to the true hill heat youtube channel hit that subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here we're here every saturday 11:05 a.m eastern time the true hill heat flagship podcast so we are Appreciate y'all for joining us. And of course, we are new era of the True Hill Heat podcast because I'll have my the regular standard kind of guest host. Like we got Andrew this week. Usually it's me and Miss Chrissy Love. And we have pre, we're going to have periodic guests throughout the show, a revolving door of guests. And first up today, I had to bring in someone that Andrew is familiar with. Uh, Someone that the people here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel are familiar with because he was on our highest viewed episode ever of the True Hill Heat flagship podcast. He is the godfather of wrestling media, the godfather of the NWA podcast over on Post Wrestling, king of sport himself, the brother Nate Milton has joined us. Nate, brother Nate, how you doing? Wrestling podcast has always had more than one royal family, so I'm representing the kings of sport in here. SP3, I know you and the nephew talked about the Lakers. Let me let me adjust the camera. I'm doing my own camera work so people can get. Oh my goodness! Uh, This this man right here, Cody Devontae Rose, and 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 and, and much like your Lakers said, Cody had to go through some adversity. But you know what? A wise man once said, "Hard times." Breed better man, and that's what's happening with these Los Angeles Lakers. Said nobody gave him a shot against the defending, reigning, undisputed champion Golden State Warriors. But LeBron and this ragtag bunch of 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 has beens and never was has come together. Austin Reeves, nobody knew who this man Austin Reeves was out here looking like the professor from the and one mixtapes back in the day. <laughs> Austin Reeves doing his thing. Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura carrying that flag for Japan in the NBA doing a damn thing. D'Angelo Russell, the man that was cast out of L.A., the prodigal son for taping people's, uh, you know, extramarital affairs. You know, we, we, we don't approve snitching on this show, but D'Angelo has has redeemed himself, Sid. And then you bring it all. 
you bring it back to the king, LeBron James. This man said, I got a lot left in the tank. I'm Mark Henry on these streets wearing a pink salmon jacket. You ain't going to get rid of the king that easy. So I, I agree, Sid. I think the Lakers got a shot to make it to the finals, but they got to do it in six because that boy Jokic. Got to do it in six. Got to do it in boy, six. Uh, uh, I called him Jokic. Uh, I'm getting my I'm getting my European centers mixed up. Uh, but but the Joker, it's a bad man. He ain't the MVP because he's too boring to be the MVP. But he's a bad man, Sid. Well, all I will say, all I will say, I respect Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic in these playoffs, he's been the best center. In the mm. NBA, That's triple fact. double machine, dropping fifty three on the Phoenix Suns. But all I will also say, what you no matter say? what you call them, mm. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, the Penguin, mm. Scarecrow, mm. Lakers Mr. in Freeze. six, Lakers in six, Lakers in six. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got. I don't care if it's the Denver Nuggets, mm. Chicken Nuggets. KFC got the new nuggets on deck. Chicken tenders, uh, chicken cutlets, chicken parmesan. He said, he said chicken cutlets. Lakers in six. Lakers in Angela six. with the hookup on the chicken palm. Lakers in six. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Thank you, brother Nate, for joining us and dropping that that sermon uh, for us, uh, letting us know why the Lakers is in the conference finals. And thank you, everyone in the live chat who's joining us. You got a bunch of comments already. Keep those comments coming in the live chat. This is an interactive podcast, so we love to highlight as many comments as possible. But of course, if you're feeling generous, you can send a super chat donation. Mm. It helps the channel grow. We always will highlight your comment on screen. And the next two weeks. It's going to the SP3 birthday fund because my birthday is on Thursday. That's why the Lakers got to get one in Denver. They got to get one in Denver my birthday week. They got to get one in Denver my birthday week. And, of course, like I said, a Super Chat donation will go to the birthday fund as well. We got Vala B who says, sup, True Hill Heat fam, all good this Saturday. I normally have a separate message for the guests, but Andrew has been at the cookout enough that he's part of the regular fan. So is Brother Nate. So is one of our other guests. All of our guests today is probably, is a part of the cookout. They are part of the regular fam. Thank you, Andrew and Nate, for, for joining us today. We appreciate y'all. And, yes, Lakers pop. Lakers pop. Uh, Jeff says, LeBron James is the godfather of the MV, M- NBA. We shall all respect, indeed. It's a bunch of love for my Lakers. I, lo- I love to see it. I love to see it. It's, it's going to be even better when LeBron dip out in the Lakers for the whoever team drafted son. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Why you got to go there, though? Why we, 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 we focus on the now. We focus on the present. You think it's about the future. SP3, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And he's going to request this trade. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We trying to get this W this year so we can think. For Bronny, we're gonna tank for Bronny next year. Um, Bronny to the Timberwolves confirmed. Bucks says, "Looks like I was right." SP3 got into TK's nose candy stats. No, no, Jesus, no. bro. No, no, no. What? This is all love. This is all Damn. love. All love, y'all. Uh, nose candy. Follow <laughs> mm. me saying that's it is the best hype man. Uh, make a brother blunch. Uh, we got Kaden in the chat with us joining us. We got a bunch of love for Andrew and brother Nate in the chat. Thank y'all so much. Uh, we got uh, we got Vala B saying and B gonna make the final. So I, I don't know how hey, they hey, win in game six. Hey, I don't man. know. 
Look, I don't know. And and beat it hard. It's it's they it's their year to go to the finals. Mm. It's their year to go to the finals. I mean, tell let me tell you something. If Boston win, the Lakers got this thing in the bag if they can get through. Mm. I'm but Boston ain't not. I'm telling you, bro. Tatum yeah. is going to choke. He is going to choke. Wait. But you know, I'm telling you. you know the NBA wants Boston. They, 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 about, they, about, they, they want, they want <laughs> Boston and Los Angeles. They want that. They want that more I feel, than I feel, I feel like you're sleeping on that man Henry Butler on these streets, though, SP3. Oh, oh, well, well, no, hey, no, man, I'm not. No, I'm not. I know yeah, more than true. anyone. I'm not that's one of those true. people that said the bubble was was a was an arbitrary thing or was, was a, oh, it was easy. You see. Three out of the four bubble teams that was in the conference finals during the bubble is still in this game. It's still in this. Two out of three out of the of the of the four is in the conference finals. So that's all hey, I would say. Hey, real quick on that. I, I would I would do anything to see Jimmy Butler versus Jimmy Butler and the Heat versus Philly in the conference, bro. That that is going to be like if that happens, bro, that is going to be one of the best series in like the last like five or six years. I'm telling you, because the, 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 the trash talking is gonna be unreal. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You and and especially and especially because Jimmy Butler is gonna go off on. The oh yeah, he but he is. Last comment about the basketball because we got to move on to actual wrestling now, y'all. Uh, Frantic Well says the L.A. Lakers must have been listening to Started from the Bottom. Now we're here. Yes, mm. yes, indeed. Well, we got to shout out everyone who's supporting us for the True Heel Roll Call, our top three conversation starters on our True Hills group page. You got number three, Stewie Palmer, number two, Alan Weinstein, and number one, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Our Patreon backers, so, so much. Thank you. $3 a month, patreon.com slash true hill heat you got vala b alan weinstein nick jackson alex mccarthy professor chris austin k you my boy blue robert steve antoine fifth generation carney ladarius john aka wrestle scopes dan kobe queen monet dolores john martin dj eric beep boop marcus justin jennifer jackson and alan banky thank you so much for supporting us at patreon but let's get into what we missed from this past week and what we missed of course we got to start off with wwe backlash in front of one of the hottest crowds in wwe history in san juan puerto rico and this was a show that was all about bad bunny bad bunny defeating damian priest in an Excellent, excellent San Juan street fight that featured the returns of Carlito Caribbean Cool, uh, Puerto Rico's own Savio Vega, and like I said, Bunny getting the win with the Bunny Destroyer, the whole celebration, the, the, the entrance, one of the all-time great entrances, felt like we were at a Bad Bunny concert with the San Juan crowd going crazy. You also had a crazy response to the opener on this show as Bianca Belair defeated EO Sky in a terrific match to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, definitely a great performance, and the Puerto Rican crowd embrace EO Sky as an honorary Puerto Rican. <laughs> you, also, <laughs> you also had Rhea Ripley beat Zelina Vega, uh, and Zelina looked great to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Seth Rollins defeated Omos in mm. the Nigerian Giants' best the match goat. to date. The goat. Uh, you also had the Bloodline Solo Sokoa and all, and the Usos beat Matt Riddle, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens despite dissension between Solo and uh and the rest of the Bloodline in this Stop. one. 
stop dragging this shit, please. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let, let it play out, Andrew. Let, let, it play. let it play out. And then finally, I know the thing that, that our brother Nate's going to want to talk about the most. Mm. Cody, Devontae Rose getting the win over a bloody, bloody Brock Lesnar reversing the Kimura into a pinning combination in a very good, very intense main event with some intentional blood. But Cody had to dip up out of here. He felt he looked like he looked like someone who just robbed somebody. He <laughs> robbed the beast and got the hell up out of San Juan before before Brock could respond. What did you think about this matchup with Brock Lesnar, brother Nate? And what did you think about the post-match with Cody running away? Your, your, your brother, mm. Cody Devontae Rowe. First of all, this show was, was great. You know, I think yeah. it's going to be one of these shows we talk about at the end of the year in terms of the WWE's best uh, productions in large part due to the crowd. Because I don't think this show feels the same anywhere else except for maybe Brooklyn. <laughs> like, maybe Brooklyn if you, you know, uh, give Puerto Ricans first dibs on the tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you bring it to if you bring it to the borough. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know I think you can maybe replicate that. But that atmosphere was amazing. And so when you talk about this main event, first of all, I don't think it should have been the main event. I think you should have closed with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, just to you know give that uh, atmosphere. I thought Devontae and Brock, you know, first of all, glad Cody got the win. You know, he he had to do it for Kofi and 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 and, and all the brothers that came before him that had to lay at the feet of this beast known as Brock Lesnar. So we respect that man Cody for avenging the ancestors uh in San Juan. But you know, last time I was on the show, SP3, we talked about you know the day after WrestleMania night two, what we thought about Cody losing and now having to go through this adversity storyline and, and this and that. And at the time I was, I was kind of like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Now I'm kind of feeling like Nick Fury at the end of <laughs> Avengers. When, when the count, you, you remember Avengers said, I know you've been watching these Marvel movies when the council wants to send a nuclear missile to New York city. And, and, and they're like, director Fury, the council's made a decision. I'm sitting here looking at triple H and, and Vince McMahon's booking decision. Like, I, I I respect, uh, I, I acknowledge the decision of the council, but given that it's a stupid-ass decision, I choose to ignore it. I elect to ignore it, Sid, because I think just as a match, it was fine. Like, it, it, it was a decent match. I think the finish could have been a little bit more dramatic. It kind of felt a little anticlimactic, and it kind of felt like Cody, as you said, got away with one, which is not how you want this character to feel at this point. Uh, but the other thing is, I feel like with the world title tournament and all of this other stuff, it it feels like they're trying to reverse engineer a WrestleMania moment, Sid, when we just had a damn WrestleMania moment a month or so ago. And you could have did it there. And I know we talked about the reasons why they might have decided not to do it, but it feels like you're trying too hard to make this guy climb this mountain. And so while the match itself, I think was good, Andrew, I'm not sure how plugged in I am to this Cody story, which is something mm. coming from me, coming from somebody that supports <laughs> this man, Cody Devontae Rose. Like I'm, I'm, I'm along for the ride, but I'm not as engaged as I was during the Roman story. I totally understand that. Andrew, what did you think about the whole Cody and backlash overall? Bro, like, so with, with Cody, there could have been a way to completely justify this as the main, and it's it's not like like it's like some egregious decision or not. Like, let's not mm -hmm. be dramatic, you know. I, well, I don't want to be dramatic when I say that, but 
in a, a way that this could have been justified as a main event, you know, if Cody was the world champion right now, that you know, I I I I, I think that kind of been that, that would have made it more like you know, because people if he'd have won the title at WrestleMania, but you know, here, here we are, and and like Nate had said uh, just before, real quick, before I go back to Backlash, it, it, it does feel like um they're trying to recreate that sort of I, I guess same atmosphere or, or hope to get to that at some point, and I I, I really feel like they they missed the boat with like you know having the opportunity to have that big moment like I and. If it does happen, I'm just going to just say assume it's going to happen at SummerSlam, right? I I, I don't think it's going to be something where people are not going to, people, they're going to go crazy for it. But I don't think it'll be that same type of atmosphere and reaction and build up that they had at night two at WrestleMania. Like, you, you just can't recreate stuff like that. It happens once and you got to hit it where you hit it. Um, but as far as backlash goes, like, I, I think this is one of the, pro- probably WWE's probably might be WWE's best crowd of the year. Uh, we got dependency out this, um, this London show turns out for money in the bank, but Puerto Rico, they showed out for both nights, man. Uh, both nights for Friday mm-hmm. night, SmackDown mm-hmm. and, um, and, and the backlash pay-per-view the bad bunny, uh, Damian Priest match most definitely should have headlined the show. Dude, this dude, bro, bad bunny for, th- for this dude to be taking pro wrestling as serious as he does. Like yeah. to to be on like the the caliber of celebrity he is, it, it's it's cons- like even seeing him. Um, I remember he was on the um, I think it was the Shop podcast or the Shop show or, or, or with LeBron and them, and he was talking mm-hmm. like he you you're not like when when not all celebrities but most celebrities who get involved in wrestling they kind of speak about it in the, like this like undertone like you know what I'm saying like c- kind of like they they speak about it in a weird way like trying yeah. to like under they un- they undermine it but not like. But but not in a way to where it could blow back on them. Like it, it's just certain verbiage that they like, use. Oh, I, I used to watch it a lot when yeah, I was it, a kid. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, 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 that type that, that type of verbiage, right? Bro, bad money. He he doesn't speak about wrestling like that. Is that like, he goes on like in public and be like, bro, this is what I wanted to do like my whole life. He was like, like if if, it, if music wasn't an option, like this is you know what I'm saying. Like this is like my main thing. He go out there and he wrestle like like dude worth like millions and millions and millions of dollars, bro. And he go out there and he be you know doing all this type of crazy stuff, taking uh, doing Canadian destroyers, getting slamming tables <laughs> off of structures. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he 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 he, he out here, bro. Bad bad money. Like, and then he, he was up in Staples with Kendall and, 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 last and night. I'm, 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 you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Uh, Denver and six, but you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but so 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 going back to uh, but we're um just looking at the car right now. Like the, the Bianca and EO match, I think that was definitely one of WWE's best uh, uh, performances from the women. That, that was one of the best performances in the women's division this year from WWE standpoint. I feel like they went out there and they put it, especially like when you have a crowd, bro, that can, like, that, that is like that, it automatically takes that match to another level instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I think that Bianca did a great job and EO did a great job. And, like, I, bro, like, I, I, saw, I, saw, I see a lot of people, they think that the crowd might start turning on Bianca. I don't, I don't see that, bro. I, no. I don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't see them turning on Bianca. I, th- I think that she's like pure, just white meat, baby face, bro. Like people like Bianca because they saw her uprise. So they, I mean, are you going to say it? We do need to start the conversation of has Bianca Belair had a legitimately good feud since Becky Lynch? Because that's where I'm at now. That's where I'm at now, where she was, it was a little too one sided for Bailey to be considered that. Mm hmm. The spooky shit with Alexa didn't work. The, the Oscar feud was not good until we got to the match. And this mm. is not this is not saying that anything. This is not anything that Bianca Belair is doing. No. This is all yeah. Triple H is doing. Uh, well, and I, I would I would even go further. Sp three. I would say 
you know, you asked the question, has she had a good feud since Becky Lynch? I would argue that that might be the only good feud she's had. She's had a ton it of good is. to good to great matches, like the Sasha Banks match. Great. The, ba- the uh, Bailey match, really good. The EO Sky match from Backlash, good. The uh, match at WrestleMania with Asuka, good. Like, she's had a ton of good to great matches, but in terms of the story that they've given for this woman, they've been lacking. And even the that, Becky Lynch story started off kind of kind of sus. Exactly. Yeah. That, 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 that's the that's the WWE formula right there when it comes to these big time matches in the women's division. They'd be like, ah, right, the match gonna be good anyway. Fuck the fuck the build. Fuck the build that. Like, that, let, I, let, uh, let Chat GPT uh, write I, this script. I, I, bro, I'm telling you that that's how it is. Like when you look back at something like the big time feuds over the past like three three or so years, like that's how like the build is not good. But like you know that they're gonna go out mm-hmm. and deliver. It was the same like how Nate just mentioned the same thing. With Sasha slash Mercedes uh, and Bianca, same thing with Becky and Bianca. Like I mean, it, it had its like you know its ups and downs in terms of like a when you when you on on a scale of good uh, to bad story. Like same thing with you know the Bailey like uh, Bailey and Bianca. Like I Nate just mentioned this. I, I don't know what it is about that, but like I, I think that they feel that they can sort of you know bypass it or sort of like people mm-hmm. will forget about it or they could get away with it because you know the matches are gonna be good it's the same thing with, with charlotte and rhea charlotte and rhea yep. they went out there had a banger bro at WrestleMania. Yep. They with no story it. <laughs> killed it bro yeah. killed it and, and like i i feel like that's sort of the internal mindset like when they fall short on these things it's like ah they, they gonna go out there and kill it anyway but pe- exactly. people remember the the build-up to it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm it's it's so true. We'll talk about uh, the latest feud or refeud uh, Bianca had that started on SmackDown last night. But there is some news coming out of Backlash, of course, with Bad Bunny's you know huge performance. Like uh, brother brother Andrew was just talking about stealing the show at Backlash. A lot of people were talking about the return of Carlito Caribbean Cool, mm-hmm. and a new report has details on the reaction backstage in WWE to Carlito's return at WWE Backlash. I absolutely loved it as a longtime fan. Uh, the WWE alumnus made his return at Saturday's pay-per-view during the Bad Bunny and Damian Priest match. And according to Fightful Select, people in the company were very happy with Carlito's return, noting that the crowd response was even better than expected. Several people backstage noted that Carlito had matured a lot since his time in WWE. And the site reports that there have been several pitches over the last couple of years to bring him back in, including some pitches for a full-time run. As of now, his appearance was designed to be a one-off, but that can always change. And the site also shot down a report that Brian Kendrick helped uh, Jamie Noble produce the Bunny versus Priest matchup. He was neither uh, listed internally as a producer, nor did he work on the match. That said, Kendrick did help Damian Priest train Bad Bunny for the show, and WWE higher-ups were said to be extremely pleased with how the match turned out and noted that the match paid for itself in publicity mm-hmm. in an interview with hitting the turnbuckle brian kendrick confirmed that wwe brought him in to train bad bunny for his match at wwe backlash he said and i quote it was for the bad bunny damian priest match the company brought me in but it was because a few years back when they had their tag team matchup i worked with them i think because of the comfort level we had built with bunny and 
and I. They requested me to come back for that. He also compared Bunny to Logan Paul, and he added that, uh, yeah, I haven't met Logan, but I think both of them were are very motivated. They want to uh, be good at this. I know Bunny is a, is doing a lot of training, and he was training for months. I thought the match was awesome. And talking about the future of Bad Bunny in WWE in an interview with the Unscripted podcast, Savio Vega said that there are talks of having Bad Bunny wrestle a match at this year's SummerSlam. Uh, they, Vega said this kid has two full matches, one at WrestleMania and the singles match against Damian Priest. He's a natural. You know they take him step-by-step step all the way to the end, but he has the mentality. He has the power. He's hungry for that. He loves it. He wants to make it good. He has it. And I hear they're maybe talking about SummerSlam for him. I don't know. They know what they're doing, but Bad Bunny hit the ball out of the park. Brother Nate, I wanted to ask you, what do you think first about the Carlito return? And do you think he may have a future with WWE? Because this guy is completely jacked. He looked like he ate <laughs> Carlito from 2005. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, man. You know, to, to steal a phrase from that that good brother Steve Borden, the only thing for sure is nothing's for sure, SP3. I feel like with the reaction that Carlito got at Backlash, like if there were any inklings of, you know, maybe we should bring this guy back in for, for a cup of coffee or bring him back in for a limited run, I think that just makes that possibility more uh, probable. Um, it just depends on how they bring him in. Because as I mentioned earlier, SP3, like this was a very specific case. This was a very specific case. Yeah. Carlito ain't going to get that kind of re reaction in Des Moines, Iowa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Carlito ain't going to get that kind of reaction in Peoria, Illinois. You know, sorry to the Midwest. Uh, but I think if you have a good story for Carlito, I would, I would you know, take a shot on him. Because, like, I felt like they kind of cut the legs out from underneath him. Uh, during his last run, and maybe some of that was on him because of on, yeah. immaturity. But at the same time, we've seen other people be immature and get to flourish. Uh, you know, shout out to that man, Randy Orton. Um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, but I, I think that you know, with with uh, Carlito, like this, this was a big moment for him. And again, like Savio Vega, man, Savio ain't nobody thought about Savio Vega in like. 5, 10, 15 years. And this brother came out there, and you would have thought Ter Terrence from Florida walked down the aisle with the reaction that they gave this man. So I, I love when, when WWE remembers that their performers have cultural connections. And so, like, I want to see more shows outside of the U.S. Uh, you know, we, we, we talked about, uh, you know, that, that great man, uh, Omos, earlier, who's just been putting out Four star bangers lately here, Sid. I, I would love to see. <laughs> All right, that was going too far. Are we going four <laughs> stars. Hey, 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 I'm just, I, I'm just saying what I saw, Andrew. What I saw from this man, Omos and Seth Rollins. That was, that was a little, that was a little banger right there, brother. I, I, I guess it's like, it's like Dave Meltzer has the Tokyo Dome scale. You have the Omos scale. So no three star scale. match is four stars. Hey, almost like safe you stand up. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, Andrew, what do you think about uh, Bad Bunny possibly having a match at SummerSlam, and who would you think it would be against? Okay, so so real quick, I, I just wanted to touch on the Carlito thing. Um, like, so before they before they announced what Austin Theory was doing at Backlash, like, because it, it, it was like a point there, like, where that dude had, like, no direction, and I knew Backlash mm -hmm. was coming up, so I'm like... What if Carlito came and like answered the open challenge? Like I was, I was mm. thinking about like, like as an open challenge for the United States title. And I mean, 
like what we you you would you would think you would assume that he would get a great reaction in Puerto Rico, but like I I was definitely not expecting that type of reaction that he got there. Yeah. But but like but like how Nate said, I I think it was a matter of circumstance. I I do think he'll get great he'll get good to great reactions, you know, on a weekly touring basis. But when when it comes to sustaining that, I don't know how long that's going to last. But as far as a, like a long term run, I don't, I don't think people will be. I think people. I think people will be very, very interested in seeing Carlito back. But the whole thing is, you got to have a a good story because I, I feel like at some point he'll just become another dude that's on the roster, and then mm-hmm. you'll 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 just have another body. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you would necessarily want to bring him in a full time basis just for that. You know, or, or, I mean, or, or or that, or you could just keep him on like a per appearance thing, like bring him in for the big shows sure. or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but as far as Bad Bunny goes, man, like I, bro, if you if you have a SummerSlam, but they they doing it at the uh, in Detroit, like. Shit, bring them in. And I, when, when I'm thinking about people that you can have a match with, like, I mean, you, you I'm, I'm trying to think of like names that would like make sense. And like, you, you would think that maybe it would be something like s- surrounding or involving the LWO. Maybe you, I, I don't know how much longer you can keep that going, going into August. Like, I mean, but, but when I'm thinking about potential opponents, like maybe we see him against somebody that's, Outside of the, uh, the the bubble that he's been associated with thus far mm-hmm. throughout his time at WWE, yeah. like maybe mix it up with somebody different, get him in there with you know what I'm saying, just to add a, add, add a little add a little twist to Bad Bunny's overall run at WWE. I can't think of somebody like off hey. the top right now. Bad Bunny Bray Wyatt. I mean, I'll I'll yeah, no. I mean, he, 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 he uh, you know Bray loves uh, bunnies, but last night on SmackDown <laughs> we had LWO kind of start a feud with the Usos, yeah, yeah, and they're gonna face yeah. the Usos next week. And if you don't want to, you want to save the the Roman Cody rematch. No, WrestleMania no, 40, no, no, Roman no, Reigns no, versus no, Bad Bunny no, no, in wow. Detroit for the undisputed Universal Championship. Wow. I, hey, let, 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 let me let me say this. I I, I will say this. I I, I I thought about that, but like, see, see, the thing is, bro. I this Cody thing, bro. Like, I. I Dragging this out to next April, dog. <laughs> next April, bro. Like, are you like, who? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, dra- dragging this out all the way there. I, 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 I just don't think that anybody has like the uh, the desire mm. to wait that long to finally see this thing. Like, I, I think this. But, but if you're talking about just from a WWE standpoint and how they have gone about, you know, just from pattern. You you would think that that would be a good match. I mean, I mean, not a good match, but you would think that would be the match. And I, I could definitely see that happening. Bad Bunny uh, taking on Roman Reigns for the undisputed yeah. Universal Title, but man, it, this Cody thing, bro, it, it it's SummerSlam, <laughs> bro. It, it got to be that. It has to be that. Now, mean, wait until next I, year to do it. Is or or, or if, if the Bad Bunny thing don't happen, that man, if if Cody if Cody if, if Cody think he gonna get his shot, then that man, what's in that Conor McGregor gonna come in and make that call? And it's gonna be him versus Roman, and he gonna destroy the whole <laughs> destroy the whole thing. I'm t- I'm you t- wanna t- bring t- it all together with the sale? That's <laughs> the way to do it. There you go. Um, but besides uh, Carlito, to wrap things up with backlash, you also had the return of Savio Vega 
and he revealed how his WWE backlash return came to be in an interview with the 10 count wrestling with Steve Fall. He said, yeah, about two months ago, you know, this is uh, masterminded by Damian Priest. And of course, Bad Bunny, they are uh, big fans of myself when they were growing up. They're watching TNT, you know, so they did. They just uh, hook with the local wrestling. So Damian Priest in Dallas, when they did, the, I believe it was the farewell of Undertaker. That was the first time that I saw him there. He meet me, I talked to him a little bit, and you know, we cha- we exchanged numbers. Since then, you know, once in a while, we talked. Hello, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Till I got the call from Bruce Preacher. Uh, he said Preacher. Uh, <laughs> hey, you <laughs> want to be part of the pay-per-view uh, going down to Puerto Rico? Of course, why not? And he gave me all the details, contract, doctors, blah, blah, blah. You know, everything done and just wait until the date. And on the success of the pay-per-view, he said, man, they left happy because the Puerto Rican fans, they love wrestling. They've been watching wrestling for many, many years. And here come this pay-per-view with two Puerto Ricans on top. I mean, mm. they're not the the main event, but they did a performance of a main event matchup. And talking about the success of WWE Backlash, WWE has sent out a press release hyping the success of Backlash, which they say broke multiple company records. It was the most viewed Backlash event ever, as well as the highest grossing. Viewership had a 22% increase from last year, and it also was the largest gate for a WWE event in Puerto Rico. WWE officials were very pleased with the results of Backlash, and according to Fightful Select, higher-ups in the company were quite happy with the reaction in Puerto Rico to the pay-per-view, as well as the financial numbers relating to the show, and the report notes that more uh, specialized and localized events are likely to take place when they make sense, and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that there were only 6,700 traditional pay-per-view buys. However, it was noted this isn't a bad thing, and it makes sense with the rise in Peacock viewership. It was down 18.3% in pay-per-view buys from last year compared to uh, Elimination Chamber in February. It was down 41%, and the show likely was hurt from other sporting events since it was single to my weekend, like UFC, the Kentucky Derby, Canelo uh, versus Ryder fight, as well as the NBA and NHL uh, playoffs. And Google search interests uh, did 200,000 behind the Derby, Lakers, UFC, Celtics and Warriors, Canelo, uh, and after WWE's successful WWE backlash, there was some wanting the show to happen there annually due to the passionate fans. However, that may be complicated um, more than one would think. And the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that WWE was paid a $1.5 million uh, subsidy uh, by the tourism board, something that was noted back in March. As such, WWE hyped up the beaches and promoted tourism for San one as they've done when paid tourism boards in the past so highly successful show we do have a super chat donation that talks about that from the negro buck i agree with uh sp3 that in the future SummerSlam in puerto rico needs to happen it just makes sense with with that with that yeah. type of that type of background so thank you so much for that super chat donation uh negro buck and i know brother nate you gotta run pretty soon here but i wanted to bring in our next guest as a smooth mm. transition 
as Wizards. we're just going to have a full-on NWA takeover right here. Mm. The NWA podcast one and only professor is here with us. He's been on True Hill Heat so many times. I think he's reaching the top levels of the most <laughs> guest spots on True Hill Heat of all time. It is the doctor. Chris Ely is joining us. Hey. And Chris Lakers all day, baby. I know, right? I've got, I got my uh, LeBron Air Maxes that I'm uh, wearing today. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I this was just an annoying week um, in basketball. Um, I, I I like the Warriors, and that's what is what pains me to say this. I, the only time I don't like a team is when they're playing the Lakers. The Warriors are probably like my second or third favorite team because I, I cheer for the Clippers, except when these fools blaming the refs on losing, like, the, uh, forget about the horrible shots that uh, Clay was taking, the horrible defense that the whole team was taking, it's the refs' fault that the Warriors lost. You know, miss me with that bullshit, man. Like, seriously, um, you know, I got Stephen A. Smith and Charles Barkley and Shaq laughing at my boy A.D. Uh, because the dude thought he had a concussion. That was disgusting. That was yeah, you motherfuckers are laughing at a concussion? Like, mm. seriously? But, yeah, let's, 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 I know Nate's got to go, but, yeah, let's talk about this uh, wrestling shit. But, yeah. Brother Nate, brother Nate, before you go, please let the people know where they can follow you on social media. Thank you for joining us. And since we got this new format, I'm going to probably call you up in a few weeks to come back on the show, brother. But let the people know. Uh, you know, you know what my price tag is. You know how you, know, <laughs> you have your people call my people. Uh, hit me with that uh, one point five million dollar donation to the Nate birthday fund. Uh, we can we can make it happen, Sid. Uh, but nah, it's always good chopping it up with you. Uh, since Andrew and Chris are here, I will promote the NWA podcast first. Uh, next episode comes out next Saturday, so a week from today, Saturday night, uh, we're gonna be talking about. All the crazy stories from the world of pro wrestling. Uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, not only will we talk about what happened in Backlash, not only will we talk about the business side of things, but Chris is going to have to step on these microphones, Sid, and 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 atone. You know, it's it's nothing wrong with, with saying that you're wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Chris <laughs> is going to have to say that he's wrong about this man, the young goat. Omos on these streets putting out oh, bangers. Man. This man went, th he crossed international waters, Chris, and put on a four star <laughs> classic with this he, man, Seth Rollins. Okay, Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. Of he took the long way around, uh, Chris. He took the long way around. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Nigeria first, then he went back to Puerto Rico, Chris. You don't know uh, this man's itinerary. <laughs> 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 but but if, if you enjoyed that little little uh tangent, that's what you could get every month on the NWA podcast, the post wrestling. So check it out the post wrestling YouTube channel. Me, Chris, nephew Andrew. We we're gonna have some fun next week. Uh in addition to that, tomorrow, Mother's Day, uh spend the morning, spend the daytime showing love to the queens in your life, and then seven o'clock ish. Uh, cause it's a, it's a black owned and operated show. So, you know, time is a, it's fluid sometimes, <laughs> but with seven o'clock ish, 
come spend time with the Kings because the Kings of sport. We are back. We got a new logo. We we might have a new theme song, but uh, we got some things in the mix. Chris and I, you know, put our heads together over the past week, uh, and and you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm on, I'm on my string of bell right now. Said, you know, hey, put the word out. The Kings of Sport is back up, everybody. It's been a long time since we put out an episode, but we're back. We're going to talk about the conference finals. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, our thoughts on the NFL draft, you know, that happened uh, uh, last month. And we, we're going to talk about what's in store for the future of the Kings of Sport podcast. So you can check that out tomorrow, 7 o'clock. We're going to be live on the Kings of Sport YouTube channel. Uh, you can check my socials and everything for that. Uh, and then finally, I'll promote the Multiverse of Color, which is uh, used to be known as the DC TV Podcast Networks. We talk about uh, comic books and, and movies and TV shows and pop culture from a black perspective. Uh, the Lituation Room is the show that I'm on with myself, Brittany Monet, Vanessa Shark, and Clement Bryant. We just being black and nerdy all day long. But for everything else, follow me on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we had a chance to talk this week, Sid. And, uh, you know, uh, anytime you need me, man, just call me, but, but, uh, don't call me a SummerSlam if, if, if bad bunny gets this match for Devontae. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna feel some type of way at uh, the way they doing this man, Devontae, but uh, Hey, y'all have a good show. Nephew. Good to see you in that, in that, uh, you know, you, you, you in that AD, you in that Anthony Davis chair right now, Sid got the <laughs> chair. you in the AD chair. And then of course we got this man, Austin Reeves, known as Chris Ely getting ready yeah. to hit some big shots. Ladies and gentlemen, he called, called him Austin Reeves. Him. That's him. Him. That's I, don't him. Call, I don't even call him Austin Reeves anymore. That's him. <laughs> they, 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 they call him Hillbilly Kobe. Is that what that's <laughs> <laughs> Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> Hillbilly Mamba. Um, there you go. <laughs> nah, thank you, brother Nate. Take care. Enjoy your day, brother. Peace. All right, brothers. Brother Nate. Yes, and welcome to the show, Professor Chris. Getting a bunch of love, I see in the chat uh, already from the from the people. Frantic World saying, "What's up, Chris?" We got Bala B saying, "Hey, Professor Chris." Uh, we also got a super chat donation from Plugo. Thank you so much, Plugo, for the support and coming through with a super chat donation. Here, he says, "King James is him. He, That's he's, factual. He's adjacent him." Austin oh. Reeves is him. Oh, SP3, the Austin slander? The, the disrespect no, to it's not slander. No, no, it's not, not slander, slander, but the, the, the disrespect, bro. Come on, man. You, no, no, you can't no. do that to LeBron, he, man. That's he, the GOAT. He is, he is using what he learned in Miami when Dwayne Wade gave him the ball and said, this is your team now. <laughs> He's doing it now with Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves. He's like, it's going to be your team. When I'm when I when I get when I get traded to to the, to the Hornets uh, to team up with Bronny, he's like he's like it's gonna be y'all team. Y'all gonna take the mantle. Y'all gonna take the mantle here. And then uh, talking about Cody Rhodes once again, we got Vala B with a super chat donation. Thank you so much, good brother. Always with the support. He says Cody should have been the champ at Mania. And Andrew saying what I said. Cody's angle will never be as hot as it did in Mania, but hey, one K days, right? You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't recreate that atmosphere, bro. You can't. It's you can't recreate that. Like when, when I'm when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, especially saying how I, I'm, I know we can probably gonna talk about it, Sid, but like what happened on SmackDown and stuff with the bloodline and how they drag. Like I, I just don't understand why all yeah. this couldn't have happened while Cody is champion. And then yeah. until the the fallout of the bloodline, 
while Cody is having the world title on <laughs> Monday night. Like, you know, like, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going we're gonna to get into all that said. Yeah, for sure. But first, we got to get, we got bro, uh, brother Chris with us, the doctor, the professor here to talk some AEW and AEW Dynamite had a pay-per-view quality show this week, 877,000 viewers, which against NBA, NHL, and the Donald Trump town, town hall, that's like in a million uh, nowadays, it seems. After last week, they did under 800,000. And this show, of course, featured the highly anticipated rematch of the latest chapter in one of the greatest rivalries in AEW history as John Moxley defeated Kenny Omega in an insane, bloody, brutal steel cage main event. But thanks in large part to Don Callis betraying Omega by stabbing him in the back and in the face with a literal screwdriver to allow Moxley to get the win and then giving him the kiss of death afterwards to end the show. You also had Claudio Castanoli beat Ray Phoenix in an awesome double jeopardy opener to give the BCC a guaranteed shot at the ROH World Tag Team titles. We saw... Uh, we saw four separate promo vignettes on the four pillars ahead uh, of a AEW Double or Nothing in the main event as we had MJF featured talking about all his accomplishments. Sammy Guevara once again being portrayed as a babyface for some stupid reason. Uh, Darby Allin talking about all his insane stunts and wanting to be the AEW World Champion as well as Jungle Boy talking about his journey to the main event of Double or Nothing. You had House of Black win the very first open house matchup against Bandito and Best Friends, the Best Amigos, to retain the AEW World Trios Championships. Speaking of House of Black, Julia Hart beat Anna Jay in a no-holds-barred match. You also had Daniel Garcia get his shot at the AEW International Championship, being victim number 21 against Orange Cassidy in a great matchup as he retained the International Championship once again. And we also got the returns of Miro and Thunder Rosa backstage going to speak to Poppy Khan as Thunder Rosa <laughs> named him uh, before Tony Khan said that there would be a huge announcement next Wednesday, which we'll get into in a bit here. But first, Professor Chris, what did you think about this week's Dynamite? And of course, the big moment in the main event with Don Callis betraying Kenny Omega. Um, I thought it was a great episode of Dynamite. I didn't think it was like um, a top five episode yet um, because it does still seem to me like they are just kind of doing a lot of placeholder stuff before uh, TK makes a, another big announcement. This announcement was so big that he had to make an announcement on TV <laughs> to announce that he was going to make another announcement. So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to him at, uh, announcing the uh, making of the new show. Um, but, yeah, it was the, uh, the Don Callis stuff. I personally thought it was anticlimactic, but in, in situations like this, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters how fans react to it. And for some reason, uh, these fans thought it was the greatest thing on the planet. So, um, And I'm not here to tell anybody to you're stupid for being surprised at this hill turn, um, 
even though I think, I think they built to it well. They just yeah, they no one expected well. no no one expected it to happen this week. Yeah, I I thought it was happening. Um, I thought you could check my Twitter. I like you know the, the, the man said was, I got the receipts. He said I got yeah. the receipts. <laughs> like, like, like I thought I thought this was happening, but but look, man, again, it's not about me. It's about building a because I'm a I'm an analyst, right? <clears throat> so I'm supposed to watch these things with a critical eye. If you're watching this with a fan's eye, then um, and you saw that and you liked it, I think that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think um, AEW is uh, running on all cylinders at the moment, um, and I I enjoy the the Sammy uh, Guevara uh, promo that you mentioned, uh, Sid. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that either. I think I, I think you got to keep that guy a heel until he becomes good as a heel and fans naturally turn to him because they did the face run with him once and he managed to um, turn his wife into a heel, you know. So it's it's like he's not he's not there yet. He doesn't have that kind of um, charisma because that's what happens in fiction right some bad guys um are so bad or um they've been the bad guy for so long that you know fans naturally start like cheering them you know um or want to or when they turn good it's still special like a darth vader or something like that um but sammy's the same there I'm about to say, and even on the, the All Access show, like Sammy's kind of presented in that like babyface light, like they they, right. they that's how he's yeah. featured on that show. So I think that that's yeah. that's kind of the route that they're trying to take it, it, with that. But yeah. but 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 like how Chris said, I think you have to let that happen naturally. Like you can't be like, hey, you need to like this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I think you need to kind of let that fact, happen. It's the fact that just like last week, he was with the top villain. He was with yeah. MJF. Yeah. He was yeah. associated with MJF. You can't turn around the next week and try to present him as this good guy that people should right. aspire to be like. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And they need to change the name of all access to, to limited access because they keep <laughs> talking around the CM Punk stuff on that show. Um, it got so annoying a couple weeks ago. Like, I'm watching this stuff and, like, just pretending that we didn't see this dude eat a bunch of muffins and breakfast pastries, <laughs> go ham at a press conference, and just talking around the issue. It, it got annoying. Um, I had to just sneak that in. Uh, but but, but yeah. I, 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 I think the closest that anyone involved in that situation like has spoken about it in any type of capacity beyond the general like the, the general sense of what happened and not diving into too many details was kenny omega when he was on renee's podcast but that was right, like yeah, the that closest was thing that yeah. we have gotten so far like and kenny was he he was he was kind of he, he 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 spoke as if he was as candid as he could be without could crossing be, yeah. a certain as, without crossing a certain line and just diving straight into it breakdown for breakdown like uh, honestly bro like i i would like for tony to like speak about it at some point and like even i had saw uh i saw like an article that that was floating around yesterday about like how he, he got asked about like what he learned from it and like he you know he did the whole you know no comment 
type of type of route. I'm like, and, and I, I know when that happened, I, I know there was a talk of like legal reasons as to why, legal reasons as to why like that couldn't be spoken about. I'm like, but when I'm looking at it just from a general sense, but I'm like, bro, they got in a fight, bro. You know what I'm saying? They fought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all. Like they they fought, bro, and that's what happens. And people say, and everybody that you work with, you're not gonna like everybody you work. With. That's just life, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. Yeah. But like, I, but like when you get to a point like where you're like, we're almost a full year away from this. Like for almost like we're like four or five, six, uh, four or five months away from this being like a full year since this all happened. I'm like, at some point, like you you would at least want to just get the story out there and 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 at least try to. From from AEW standpoint, try to set the narrative straight because if you don't set a story, then people are just going to formulate their own stories and they're going to make up their own opinions and or, or their own mm-hmm. thoughts about what exactly happened in that situation. So like, yeah. just come out and just address it. You know what I'm saying? Like we we pat we it's, it's long enough to where like the the sort of well I ain't gonna say the tension of it has died down, but more so like it, we just we've had enough time, enough like a little bit of grace period to where you can I think openly speak about this to a certain degree maybe without diving into like the exact specifics but just giving us uh, uh, a piece of, of, of what occurred and how you have been able to learn from that as a, a company owner you know what i'm saying I, at some point yeah. you would think that was gonna happen especially considering from all you know reports and stuff like that the cm punk is on his way back <laughs> so it's it's like it's like you got to figure out in the past eight months how to address it in a way that you're not giving anything too much away or not crossing yeah. the line in yeah. any type of way. They just gotta they gotta figure it out. But speaking of which, uh, we should bring up uh, the person who is in the headlines as much as anybody, CM Punk, as we have another edition of the Punk and the Restless. <laughs> On Wednesday, uh, Fightful Select had a new update with more details on the rumored new primetime AEW program, Collision, which is expected to be announced soon, along with the major return match in the works for CM Punk. It was previously reported that the new show will be announced at the upcoming Warner Brothers Discovery Upfront on May 17th, next Wednesday. And according to the new update, CM Punk is said to be pushing a huge match to happen early for his AEW return. There are reportedly major plans for a marquee tentative set uh, for Collision. A CM Punk versus Chris Jericho program has reportedly been discussed, but Fightful Select notes that Punk has pushed for another return opponent for his first match back. It was reported by Fightful Select last month that Punk and Jericho had a recent meeting to resolve their issues, and it was said to be productive. With regards to the programming changes, Fightful Select also reports that after the Collision, Collision, uh, collision debuts, Rampage will look more like what the now-defunct WWE Sunday Night Heat show used to be. Indie mm. talent will now get opportunities instead on ROH now that Dark and Dark Elevation are gone. Additionally, AEW programming will be hosted exclusively by Warner Brothers Discovery platforms, which will not include Ring of Honor. This lines up with an earlier report from Andrew Zarian of the Mapman podcast. However, Fightful's report also knows that notes that they have not yet heard about a brand new TV deal being reached for AEW's programming yet. Sources close to the situation state that AEW Collision is going to air in primetime for Warner Brothers Discovery and will p- be part of what's described as a new cash 
influx, our infusion for the promotion, along with an extension to their ex existing partnership with Warner Brothers Discovery. Sources within WBD reportedly had nothing but glowing things to say about the ongoing relationship with Warner Brothers Discovery and AEW, and ahead of the expected announcement at the WBD Upfront pre presentation. While there have been rumors within both WBD and AEW regarding the new programming deal being valued at $1 billion over a few years, the actual dollar figure has not been confirmed by AEW or WBD sources. Warner Brothers Discovery sources informed Fightful that the upcoming announcement was for Collision rather than an all-encompassing programming deal that also includes Dynamite, and those same sources did not confirm the value of the deal. Also, Fightful notes that reps from both WWE and Warner Brothers Discovery shot down rumors of alleged talks between the two media entities and claimed that they hadn't heard about that at all. Then on Friday, we had even bigger news because the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that Collision was always going to happen with or without Punk. However, it was also noted that Warner Brothers Discovery wanted Punk uh, for the series when the deal was negotiated. And speaking of Punk with his pushing of a new marquee feud that is not Chris Jericho, Punk has reportedly been pushing for a different return opponent, and Fightful Select now has an update on who Punk was pushing to face, and according to their report, it is none other than his old rival, Samoa Joe. While the Jericho versus Punk program was reportedly pitched, and the two, wrestler, the two wrestlers are said to have had a productive meeting recently in Florida, Punk has instead been pitching Joe as his return opponent for the better part of a month. Joe has not appeared on AEW programming since losing the TNT Championship to Wardlow at Revolution in early March. He is currently appearing on Ring of Honor with the ROH Television Championship, which he has held since last April. Joe and Punk, of course, had an epic rivalry in Ring of Honor. The last time they were in the ring against each other was a four-way elimination match at ROH Redemption in August 2005. Jamie Noble, a.k.a. James Gibson, won the championship in that said matchup. And the last time Punk and Joe faced each other one-on-one -on -one was in March 2005. They famously wrestled each other in two 60-minute time limit draws in Ring of Honor. And Joe also has two pinfall victories over Punk. And Fightful's report notes that it's unknown whether Punk's pitch was for a one-off match or an extended program. It also hasn't been confirmed if the match uh, will actually happen. And then according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the first, of, uh, the first episode of the new series AEW Collision in the United Center in Chicago has, will be dubbed The Second Coming. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> return of CM Punk is going to be called The Second Coming playing off, of course, the first dance at the United Center. In regards to the internal issues for CM Punk, Wrestling Observer Newsletter also reported that there's been no movement on resolving issues between certain people in AEW. The biggest issue, of course, involves CM Punk and the Elite following the brawl out at AEW All Out last year, but they have said to be several different legal issues that are still ongoing and no one is allowed to talk about it publicly or contact the other side. Although while there aren't closer to resolving the matter, things are said to be more reasonable now, and at least one person involved is willing to apologize. It's unknown if that is Punk, as it's unclear what's, what he's willing to do, and one source noted that they think there should be apologies, and while Punk should be first, he shouldn't be the only one. Now, Professor Chris, 
we got into a heated debate the last time we had. Drew. I know. I know. So, <laughs> you, it was so heated that we you had to change the format of the show. Because how long did we go? <laughs> That's what it was like. Well, we we, we went nearly an hour. We went nearly yeah. an hour on this one yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it feels like I'm still in that episode of the show. Uh, but this is just us talking about it further. But uh, this is getting silly at this point. Um, I, I'm not even sure if this is worthy of a long conversation. Yeah, they're going to work together now. Well, I mean, it's, this is like, you know, every, like, people, you, everybody knows what this is now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, if. When you when you're my age and in the dating scene, um, <laughs> like I'm not in the dating scene anymore. I'm about to get married, but yeah, Chris, you know you don't have to. Yeah, Chris, you don't have to. You don't have to talk a a woman that's about that life into getting her into the bedroom. It's just y'all are both grown, and you and you know what this shit is. You know what time it is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they, they they know they they can play these games all they all they fucking want, but this is this is stupid. I I don't care what the Wrestling Observer says. I don't care care what Wade Wade Keller says. Uh, know both of them, like both of them. I I don't care what SRS says. Um, I just don't because they're gonna you 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 made it this far. What 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 are we doing at this point? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's like you got all your clothes off. You might as well put on the condom and get busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, you like your look. You leave. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. <laughs> uh, I, I was about to say real quick. I, I am thoroughly enjoying, like especially coming off of this past week's dynamite. I'm thoroughly enjoying like the. Uh, the what, what I'm assuming is the slow rollout of this AEW collision roster. First, first yeah, we see yeah. Miro, then we see Thunder Rosa back. I don't even know if Thunder Rosa is good to go, but like I, I still like the tease of her, you know, going to Tony Khan's. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and assuming that uh, I, I like I said, I saw people was assuming that Andrade is going to be a part of this roster. It's going to be like all the like the rebels, all like the, the, problem, the, the problematic, all, all the, kids. the problematic right. people on the same roster. But you know what? But when you when you really look at that. That is going to be a great roster. Like when you think about like the talent level yeah. of people that's going to be on that show, that is good. But but see the thing is like when I'm looking at the elite and stuff like that and what's going on with them and and, and even Hangman, dude. Like when you Tony Khan, like I, I I would honestly try everything I could do to get everybody back on at least the same page because you got this new like this new assumed show coming out of the Porter show because that hasn't been officially announced yet. But everybody. It, it all sides are pointing to this show being announced, but like you, you got you got this new show coming, and you would want all firepower that you can get, everybody right. on all all hands on deck type of thing for this show. And what better yeah. way that you could do that than have CM Punk have the elite? You have all your top guys under you know what I'm saying under the same roof going and building this new show. But you know, unfortunately, due to you know them you know getting a little getting a little squabble. You know, right. people don't yeah. like other people. A little scrap people don't like other people. But like, when you saw when you mentioned that report from the Observer about there's one person on the other side, opposite of Punk, who is willing to apologize, I I, I think that that's Kenny Omega, and 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 I, and I think I, about I that. Think, I even said that last time with Chris. I was like, Kenny Omega, yeah. I will stand I, by this. I, I, I've been I, on I, this since like I think October that's Kenny, of last year. 
He's the yeah. one that didn't do anything. He yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. He literally came and, into the room uh, after the fight already started from all that he's saying. And then I was about to say, as we even like uh, bringing up the Renee podcast again, even saying what he was saying on that, he was just like, Kenny said that he played hockey for a while when he was uh, before pro wrestling. He was like, ruined it, like, got in a fight with his teammates. Like, he was talking about that stuff. Like, he got in a fight, different fights with his teammates. And they, you know what I'm saying? They'd be upset or, you know, beefing with each other for a couple of days, but they'd get over it. And like, I, I don't think that he brought that up for just no reason, just to pop. I, I think that he was saying that in reference to, like, look, you know what I'm saying? Right. We're going to get into it. We're going to have our squabbles back and forth. But at the end of the day, me, I can put it to the side and just say, hey, that, that was a mis miscommunication and yeah. you know we can we can move forward. I can see Kenny get it. But see, even seeing the Bucks talking about it in the show, bro, they like when, even when they were referencing it on the All Access show, they were like the worst moment of their lives. And it was a career black mark for them and like how it makes them emotional and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, they 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 heard off this one. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm but 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 it just seems like just from here, like just basing it off what I heard in that Renee interview that Kenny did, it seems like he's kind of the type where like, look, sometimes we just gonna fight, and I'm not gonna like you, and you ain't gonna like me, but that don't mean that we can't work together. You know what I'm saying? And and with Punk, I mean, I when it when it comes to him and uh, you know, building this show around him, I I, I, I mean. You know, punk, punk is punk, bro, and I mean that from a, a a star standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you you want to see a punk on your roster, regardless, I think especially at this point, and I I just know that this this uh, collision show, this debut show in Chicago, that thing is gonna sell out like hotcakes. You know what I'm saying? Like that thing about to be crazy whenever they formally announce that. And, and I'm just like, you 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 always gonna want a guy like CM Punk on your roster, despite you know what may come with CM Punk, as we all know. But I mean, like, and, and I'm even looking at the, uh, the 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 Chris Jericho thing. I I don't I, I can't see Punk giving Chris Jericho the satisfaction of having some material for his podcast or having some material for his next book, being like how I <laughs> how, how, how I help bring how I help bring Punk back to AEW. Yeah. I, I I just I just can't see him giving the satisfaction of doing that. I I don't know exactly what CM Punk versus Samoa Joe in 2023 does for me, but I, I'm I'm definitely not gonna be mad at it, and I think that Joe definitely going. Like CM Punk on the like CM Punk on the mic real quick for one good time. Yo, I mean, I, that's what I want to see more than more than the match. I want to see these two guys. The, the, the mic, mic work, yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe and Punk are two best mic workers, and Joe versus Punk is the match that made me get into independent wrestling. Made oh, me cool. get into Ring of Honor back in when I was 16 years old in high school, yeah. and I was kind of disenchanted, disenfranchised mm -hmm. with the whole WWE scene because it was Triple H -a mania at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 needed, I needed something to be an outlet for me, and I found Punk right. versus Joe one on on a computer one day, and that changed my life as a wrestling fan. So to get it back now and Punk. You know the second coming and all this stuff. What do you think about kind of the 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 wording of that? I've seen some people kind of be split down the middle, say it's a little too much. But if we're getting the straight as Jesus, it should be the second coming. What do you right? Think? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't care about that. You know, <laughs> the second coming, whatever. I'm I'm not religious. Some people I've seen people that's blasphemous. Fuck up. You're watching. You're watching wrestling in 2020. <laughs> it is what it exactly. Is. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I love Punk and Joe because I, I do think that AEW they they haven't buried Joe, but I do think they've defined him down 
from what he was the last time he wrestled in WWE. And I think they kind of have to. I, I, I don't I don't think you remember oh, that no, WWE. No, no, I, I, I do but, remember but, but, the WWE. I'm, I'm not talking about when he was with the poncho in the raid. Uh, <laughs> at that that's, that's the last time he was in WWE. No, that was those. I said, the, no, I said it, I specific, it, no, it, uh, pay attention to the words I say. I said the last time he wrestled. I didn't say when he was with the poncho and stuff like that. I think like when he, he wrestled, was, he was having 30-second matches with Rey Mysterio at no, no, WrestleMania no, he was, he had, and lost the U.S. title. He had a quick little run at NXT when he had the, uh, the belt and he dropped it. I think he, when he dropped it. The, yeah, he, yeah had the, he, had, he, he had a lukewarm match with Karrion Cross. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he beat Cross all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, but I don't yeah. think they, like, I, I just, this is my thing with AEW. I think they're, I think they try to reach for the stars too much. MJF is good. Nobody knows who MJF is at the moment. And I think you do need to use people like Joe and Punk to kind of put some infusion into the rest of the roster. Like, if you're having matches with – Joe and Punk, to me, are like Seth and LeBron. You know, they're older, but you could count on them to, de to deliver in the ring. And I think that – um MJF, um, he, I think the ratings are, are where they're at in AEW for a reason. I also think AEW is, is probably the least dysfunctional brand that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has at the moment. Like the CNN stuff, they did the, the, the Trump, uh, they were, that was supposed to be a rating ploy. It, it did, it did good, but it didn't do the six, seven million viewers they thought it was going to do. I mean, you could do for all intents and purposes, you could call that a flop. They're beefing with all of their actors. The Rock doesn't like them right now. Um, they, they, they can't figure out what they want to do with Henry Cavill. They've got all kinds of issues. And AEW right now is the one constant in that family that, like, stays good and stuff like that where you know you you tony khan you you trust him to raise these cats in <clears throat> um do you think that the one billion dollar rumor that's been going around it started it and mostly i i will uh bring up my my notes here on it because it kind of the rest of the yeah. kind of uh talked about it and it's been kind of brought up pw insider talked about how AEW yeah, WrestleNomics, we talked to, about it. yeah they're expected to you know have their announcement at the warner upfronts and dave Meltzer noted that uh aew has signed a new tv deal with warner brothers discovery similar to the situation from 2020 and that year they announced a, a deal that extended them that's when they got basically 170 25 million right. for like three, four years, which uh, even when I talked to Brandon Thurston on In the Weeds on Fightful Overbook, I mentioned it last week, he said that basically they are undervalued for what they can contribute to, you know, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. And according to Melter, the new deal will keep AEW exclusive, but it was rumored on their uh, message board by someone that uh, basically they are going to get this $1 billion deal over five years. So 
basically $200 million a year. And yeah. I think Dave was trying to make sense of it. I know Brandon Thurston over at WrestleNomics kind of was making sense of it as well. What do you think about that that rumor, Professor Chris? Oh, I, I, I think it's true. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because if you've been paying attention to the news, um, if you look at the, the, there were crazy protests going on at CNN when Trump did that town hall. There were protests um, at Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank. I know because I drove through those motherfuckers. Um, they were all in the street, just like the Writers Guild. That was going on. They were protest. The studio they were specifically protesting was Warner Brothers. I think AEW right now, I think they are in the best position they can be in as possible for with uh with um Warner Brothers Discovery right now. They've got good ratings, they've got good talent. You can use Punk, Joe, some of the veterans uh to kind of bring up the other talent that you're just kind of confused on and you really haven't found a way on. Um, and, um, like, and this isn't to say someone like an MJF isn't good at his job or a Ricky Starks isn't good at their job. They just don't have a clear direction. Like, there's only so many asshole promos you could cut if you're MJF, you know what I'm saying? It's like, when do you run out of controversial things to say? It's like, you get, you get, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I think the thing right now with MJF is, especially with this uh, current Pillars feud, I, I, I just think that this has really shown the sort of weaknesses in some of the yeah. other guys. Like, I, I feel like Darby has shown up, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like Jungle Boy and Sammy have, I, I don't want to say they haven't shown up, but they're, they're not as strong on the mic as the other two. Like, I feel like Darby has that, right. like the Darby can make people believe in him and, I, and MJF is great on the mic. But I, I I think that a lot of, um since, since MJF is the world champion, I think that a lot of the the blame for this, the whole, this whole thing sort of being really yeah. kind of lukewarm sort of gets placed on him because he's the, out of them four, he's the standard. Out of those four, he's the standard in terms right, of like yeah. the, the yeah. what's going on the mic. So I think that a lot of that gets put on him to carry this. And I, I think that he has done his job in carrying it. Like, I even remember that segment from a couple of weeks ago when uh, Sammy, Darby, and um, Jungle Boy were in the ring, dude. And that shit was garbage. Like, it was exactly. it was, it was getting bad. And, and then when he's, MJF came out, I remember I looked on Twitter and everybody was just like, thank God. Like, he came to say been, that He's being asked to yeah. carry guys who might right. not just be ready. They, they not, they're not ready, bro. He is not ready for that spot. But yeah. I, I, I understand where people is kind of being more yeah. critical of MJF. And there, this, and this, but MJF is a main event star. It's just... Yeah, and this, isn't, is this isn't a knock on MJF. This is more so... I just don't know if he's at that level of his career where his name is gonna bring. Gonna be able up. to carry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just, yeah. I just don't, and I don't think it's fair to ask him to do that yet. Like if you, if you get a Samoa Joe, if you get a CM Punk, if you get, you know, these guys, other guys up there, you know, like if they sign Goldberg, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't like Goldberg in 2023, but I mean, he's a he's a free market, a free agent that's out there, um, and you probably do need these veterans to kind of bring other people up. I mean, that was the idea of making uh, Jericho the first 
champion there, right? Yeah. Jericho had the had the name value, and mm-hmm. nobody else on the roster really and, did. And, you know? and, 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 to, and to y'all points earlier about like the the upfronts and like the TV rights deals, like you like I you know piggybacking on what Chris said, you kind of need when you not kind of you do need people like that to present to those who are in the the, the suit, so to speak. Because you need yeah. you gonna need your big name value guys. You're going to need to see him punch your Chris Jericho's, you know, your, your stings of the sort. It's basically you, you, what, what TNA did. TNA had exactly. Sting. Yeah. They yeah. had Kurt Angle. They had all these stars. It's just Tony Khan has to play a very careful game of not putting too much focus on yeah. those younger on yeah, those yeah, 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 stars that's a fact. like TNA did. Yeah, there's a balance you can, you can get out of it, right? Because you do need you do need MJF and Darby and all those people to kind of be crossover names. To, to, it's a weaning off process, right? It's a, it's a process where you're trying to build up your roster while using the guys that are on top. WWE does this all the time, you know? Um, this is just something that, they, that they've done, you know? They use the um, veteran talent there to kind of establish um, the 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 younger cats on the roster, and I think that AEW just I don't think Samoa Joe um, <clears throat> is being used to his greatest strengths at the moment. Um, like with with, 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 with Joe, like I, I, honestly though, like I, I think that Joe had one of the like a uh, he had like a. So I, I feel like when I look at Joe's AEW run, especially when he came in, like he came in and he had that. Uh, I know he had to go away for a little bit because he was filming. Um, what's that show that's on Peacock? The um, I, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I know Twisted he filmed metal? it. Just yeah, Twisted Metal. He was filming that, yeah. so he was gone. He was like in and out for a while, and then uh, like I, I think that Joe probably had one of the best like stretches of this stage of his career when he was going like back and forth with Darby. Like they when they when they yeah, I think I, won I the think title. That's that's why I kind of disagree yeah. with what, what what Chris was saying because I thought his TNT title run was yeah, that, really that was good great, bro. And yeah. felt like the yeah. TNT championship was going back to where it was, but they cut it short because yeah, they was... more of a focus on Warlow and Hobbs and that type of thing. One thing I wanted right. to highlight here in the comments, which is a good point by Annika, she says facts. It's kind of hard to get into MJF because no one believes MJF is losing. That is that's that, probably that's that's a good the, thing. That's a very good point. That 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 might be the biggest issue with MJF's current run. Yeah, I think MJF is just kind of, and they're not putting him in there with um, guys that, that, that you believe that can that can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're they're just not doing that at the moment, and there's nobody on that roster that's like that at the moment, aside from the upper echelon. Um, they're all in one storyline, which is the elite yeah. and PC. That's that. That's the guys that yeah, you would yeah. think. But we do have to um, move on from the the CM Punk drama. But we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about the Warner Brothers and AEW stuff. Professor Chris, want to thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna we're uh, another person like Brother Nate will bring in uh, periodically to talk about CM Punk. See if we can get another argument as heated as last time, but <laughs> let the people know where they can follow you on social media and anything you got going on, good brother. Yeah, hopefully, I hope we never get into another argument as heated as last time. <laughs> that, that, that shit took up half my goddamn bow. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, you can just catch me uh NWA podcast and read my latest article um at WrestleNomics. I'm gonna write another one next month, but 
this article I was about the lawsuit. Um, what I like about this article is it took me 16 hours to write it. And I it, I was up all night just looking for receipts for everything I said, man. So and they're there, and I had more than this, but we edited it down. Um, but uh, just check that out. Uh, and um, yeah, man, just 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 keep it up. Go Lakers, um, Lakers in six. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm with SP3 on this one. Seven is just a little much, and. Uh, the the nuggets I do take seriously, um, more seriously than I take um, the the whack ass Grizzlies. I, I never <laughs> took them seriously. I always knew we were beating them, and uh, and the the Kings. I knew the Warriors were beating that their whack asses. The Kings and the Clippers are cursed in California, um, and uh, that yeah, that's it. So just uh, check me out, uh, NWA podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor Chris. We will have you back on very soon. And yes, go Lakers. Thank you, brother. <laughs> brother Chris. Peace. Uh, we do have a super chat donation talking about those Los Angeles Lakers. That's like the theme of this episode. Uh, Negro Bucks saying, uh, yeah, man, Austin Reese is him. Call him him Duggan. Him you, Duggan. I am calling him that. I am calling him that from now on. <laughs> and we got a great comment here from uh, Renee who says, first time here, came in for Young Drew and the billion-dollar AEW deal, staying for the Laker love. Absolutely. Hey, shout you'll out, always, man. You'll always get that. It's a nice, it's a nice yeah. comment right there, man. Yeah, Look at that. People, people, nice. people, are so, people are so nice, man. Look at that. <laughs> make a mess. It's a good Saturday, man. Y'all so it's nice, good- bro. It's a good Saturday, yo. Uh, but a couple of quick AEW notes. Wrestle Ticks had a report on the current ticket sales across the board for AEW. They reported that AEW Double or Nothing is currently at 69% capacity, although ticket sales have been slow this past month. On uh, April 5th, the show sold 6,585 tickets. The latest update reveals that 6,807 6, have been sold. That means in the past month andrew the show moved 222 tickets so very low and there are currently 3065 tickets left with the current setup but speaking on a good ticket front uh speaking of ticket sales talking about aew all in the wrestling observer newsletter has an update on the amount of tickets sold for aew all in at wembley stadium in london uh tickets went on sale last week after several online pre-sales the number was around six thousand after that first week and there are now sixty-five thousand eight hundred and fifty-four tickets Man, that is crazy bro yeah ridiculous with around sixty-two thousand paid ticket sales slowed down after the first week likely due to a lack of announcements about who will be there or what matches will take place this is already a live gate of 7.9 million dollars with three and a half months left and during thursday's wrestling observer radio dave Meltzer reported that at this time will osprey is booked to wrestle at AEW All In, and the event happens on, of course, uh, August 27th at Wembley Stadium in London, and while Osprey is currently booked to appear, it's unknown what match or opponent he will be involved with. Meltzer noted that when it came to UK TV ratings, AEW performed best when Osprey appeared on the show. Very quickly, Andrew, what do you think about the 
AEW dollar and nothing kind of lack of sales in the past month? Does that have to do with the 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 matches that they're currently booking, the investment in the four pillar story? What do you think overall about the massive tickets sold for AEW All In? And then finally, who do you think Will Osprey will face at All In? So, so just uh, since you uh, last mentioned uh, Will Osprey, the night I think the day before he's going to be wrestling Shingo at uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling, yes, uh, which is their, their 11 year anniversary show. But they, but they went in a copper box, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's seven thousand seat setup. But that's about seven thousand, yeah. But that's bold. That's bold right there. Bro. Seven thousand seats. That's you know what I'm saying. That that that's bold. I I, I think they go. I think they could do it, though. especially when you got all these people coming in for for um for all in. I, I think I think I think Refro could pull that off, especially if you start off the gate with Osprey versus Shingo. Then I'm pretty sure they got something else cooked up, so, like that. You know Zach Saber Jr. going to be oh, on you, that you, show. You know, you, you know he going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And like pe- people love Michael Loku. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in the UK and stuff like that. I'm pretty. You, you, I, I know Jamie Hader used to be like a regular in Repro. She's the resident of like a, like semi consistently. Like you, you, one would hope. You know what I'm saying? One would hope maybe she, you know, she she shows up on that. Um, but, but like going back to the, uh, before we circle back to all in, just to touch on double or nothing, I think that the double or nothing match card, um, like just, just the way things are shaping up, you like see like the little rivalries and stuff like that. It's, it's not like that interesting to me, to be honest with you. Like when I'm looking at, especially the, the, the top of the card, the, the pillars four way, like honestly, bro, I, I, I wouldn't have been mad if this pillars four way was like a dynamite main event. And then we get MJF versus Darby singles match. At, That's uh, kind of what Jimmy Nut- has been saying on our AEW dynamite. Okay. review. Okay. He said that from okay. the very beginning. He thought that okay. the four way would be better on TV. Than TV. Main event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, just how things have gone. And, and again, I, I don't think that it's necessarily fair to place all of that blame on MJF because I mean, a, a, asking, somebody who is like a, a you know not he, he he's in the thick of his world title run back so that asking him to carry the load or you know be able to bring up two other guys who aren't necessarily the best on the mic or the, the crowd doesn't necessarily care for when they when they speak and like you, you know what i'm saying because i i feel like when mjf when he comes out everybody's or most people are interested or invested in what he's saying for the most part, you know, even though the sort of the low balls and the, and the disc is like sort of get repetitive. But I feel like MJF has a good um, sense on how to get people back in. Like he has that sort of thing where he can, he can, he can reel you back in if he, if he, if you really puts like that, that effort into it. And I think that, like I said earlier, I think Darby has just stepped up, but I, I think it would just would have been better and it'd been more interesting if it would have been an MJF versus Darby singles match at uh, double or nothing. And then maybe, yeah. That'll lead to MJF versus Sting, Sting's retirement match. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I know that's been hinted. I think that would have been like really cool. And I know the only other thing we got is the uh, the uh, FTR uh, versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Mark Briscoe as a special guest referee. That's cool. But like, they they need to know. announce the Elite and BCC. I think yeah. I think they, that will yeah, add some that. tickets to the you, show. You you, you, th- you think that's gonna be Stadium Stampede? I think yeah, Anarchy in the Arena. And uh, Anarchy Arena. That's what I that's what yeah. Yeah, I, I got through a few years. Anarchy yeah. Arena. Yeah. Answering uh, that final question for me, a couple of comments here. We got Frantic World who says Kenny versus Osprey 3 at All In. I wouldn't mind that. I think we're going to get part two at Forbidden Door. You could yeah, that's into yeah. that. And that could be Kenny wins again. He's 2-0. Wait, and hey, then- I'm about to say SP3 isn't a... Uh- uh, Osprey facing Tanahashi at resurgence in the IWGP US yeah. title tournament. The, the winner, winner faces, of that versus Archer, Archer at Dominion. Dominion. Okay. And then the winner of that will first Kenny uh, uh, at Forbidden Door. 
So, so it got, got to be Osprey, right? That's in Kenny's country. You have Kenny win there, and then finally Osprey's like he puts his career on the line at Wembley Stadium. IWGP yeah. U.S. title career on the line. Kenny Osprey hey. three, and Osprey finally wins. Hey, SP, do you want to know what that actually makes a lot of sense though? Because Osprey, like when you look at the the sort of the the, the history and the story between the two characters, Osprey has been like he can, Omega's like really like Lord Brodom. Like yes. a lot, a lot, of, a lot of times, <laughs> and, 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 and like I, I, I feel like that that's like the perfect way to show how obsessed Osprey is with proving himself right against Ken Omega and like proving himself to Kenny that he's good enough yeah. to beat him. Like it, it I, I, like him saying like, "Hey, if I can't beat Kenny, then it's, there's no point in me." You know what I'm saying? No, no point in me doing. It. And especially, I think that it would be cool him coming off of the match with Shingo, which is bro, him, him versus Shingo. Like you, 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 you know that's gonna be heat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not even a question. But like I, I think it would be really cool to follow up on that by wrestling Omega. A part of me is like somewhat worried about Will Ospreay's health. Like uh, <laughs> Batty, I'm like, bro, go back to go, back, yeah, back, Shingo back and, and, and Omega. And Omega. <laughs> bro, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like Osprey already banged up, bro. So like him and, and and see the thing about him is you, you know he's not going to shortchange that that crowd at, at Copper Box. You know he, yeah. he's not going just like if they announce him versus Omega at all, like you, you know he's not going to go in there. And, and shortchange these people because he know he got the big match, sixty five, uh, probably more than sixty five thousand at uh, Wembley Stadium. You, you know what I'm saying? But like, the, a, a part of me is like slightly concerned about that. that that's why a part, like, that's why I think maybe you should probably hold off on Osprey versus Omega and like just put them in different matches. Maybe have Osprey do something with United Empire so you can. You know what I'm saying? Like ease the load a little bit at uh at he's all. Like, he's, he's like, this man is just coming back from injury. He won him for a little bit longer. He's already been on social media saying he don't have that much. Time, that much yeah, so. exactly. It, 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 no, but what you say, Ashley, that, that's like a really great idea for him to like put his career on the line and yeah. do it, you know, go against Omega. I, I think that's a great idea. But like on the all-in front, bro. When they when they when, when they were even at thirty-five thousand, or before they even like went the or the ticket on sale, uh the pre the pre sale thing went on. I was like, bro, for a, a three four year company to announce a Wembley Stadium show, a stadium show, period. And I I, I was just like, bro, if they get forty thousand, that's that's good. That's good for for a startup young yeah. company like they are. And I'm not I'm not giving no excuses, but like I'm just saying, like for a young company, that's really good. But they have like, th- th- but this like them selling sixty five thousand, bro. This feels like twenty nineteen AEW, like when they was just selling shit out, like with no matches announced. Like, I, like you, me- yeah. you remember that period of time when AEW was just like they were just selling when, every fucking all thing out. out. All out, well, all out was like sixty sixty thousand in the yeah. in the pre sale line yeah. to get tickets, you know and then it sold out in like a couple of minutes. Or all in the same thing and double or nothing the same with, thing. So with no with no ma- with no matches announced or nothing. I I, I think that's. That, that's sort of flashbacks to like that old AEW, so they they sort of trying to restore the feeling a little bit, and it's, that, that's it's like they're putting together the the original AEW feel in 2019 yes. with yes. 2021 when yes. Punk came in, when they just got back in front of live crowds after the pandemic. They're putting it all together, and that's why 2023 is looking already like it's just their most successful year. Hey like, man, but, see, but like, you, you, you see what happened when you signed Jay White. See what happened when you signed Jay White, man. <laughs> <laughs> the catalyst, the catalyst of. Um, oh, you, you no, I just want to feature a couple more comments answering uh, the question about Osprey at All In. We got Romeo who says Osprey versus Pat. Where is Pat? Where is Pat? 
he he's waiting until they come to the UK. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm over here, y'all. Um, we also got here. Um, Mike suggesting they do Omega versus Claudio at Double or Nothing would be epic. I mean, I think uh, I think that would be a dynamite match yeah. more than Double or Nothing because Double or Nothing has to be BCC and the Elite. That's what they're building to the the faction warfare between those two sides. So yeah, yeah, gonna say that yeah. Uh, but speaking of big shows coming up, we got another big show that was announced this week, uh, Andrew. During the latest AEW Control Centers, Tony Schiavone revealed that the next time AEW has an event in Boston, it will take place at the TD Garden Arena. Oh, boy. Here we is, go. Which Here is the go. company's <laughs> debut in the venue. Previous hey, hey, AEW. Hey, 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 I was what? gonna say real, real quick, SP3. They they come in here to uh, DC and they run in the Capital One Arena. They haven't run that know, since the debut. I know, uh, I know. I was there at the debut. Uh, previous AEW events in Boston took place at uh, Ajanis uh, Arena, which can hold only seven thousand two hundred. The TD Garden, which is the home of the Boston Celtics, can hold nineteen thousand five hundred and eighty. Tickets go on sale this coming Friday at ten a.m. local time. AEW will run an episode of. Dynamite there on July 19th. The last time the company held an event in the city, it was at the smaller arena, which uh, can uh, had a paid attendance of 3,400, so only half full. The rest, uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that AEW has been discussing a special match and or debut on the show instead of a normal episode hmm. of Dynamite in hmm. the past moving to a larger <laughs> venue for Cincinnati, Washington, D.C., Baltimore did not draw as well as previous visits. So uh, I'll put you on the spot very quickly here, Andrew. Money. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. I'm just saying. You, if that's not it, then I don't know why you run TD Garden in July. I think she's showing up, bro. I, 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 I think, I think it might, I think it might be the time. Like, it's, especially because I mean, I, I, you know, you got the working relationship with New Japan and stuff. I, I definitely think she's gonna win that NJPW Strong Women's Championship tournament, and, and I think that it's gonna be her versus Willow. And the fact they they were opposite sides of the bracket, right? I think yeah, uh, in the final. Ste yeah. Mercedes is facing Stephanie Vicker from CML, and then yeah. uh, Willow's facing um, uh, Momo Kogo. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I, I think that it's gonna be that. It's gonna be Mercedes and Willow in the finals, and then I think that'll be. I, I feel like they'll find a way to sort of like weave something up right there, cook something up, and then that'll like maybe possibly transition into forbidden or maybe like a name call out or something like that or a mention or something along those lines more more, more formal than what Britt baker did uh leading up to the forum exactly exactly <laughs> that's why i'm not gonna get expectations of too high but this feels more like like the, it, the site it, yeah. for to do it because hey, that hey. la show was already stacked but mercedes monet in Boston, TD Garden Arena, if they can do something similar to what they did with CM, CM Punk, Punk for the first dance. Bro, bro it, what, what, one of the things I like about AEW is, like, <laughs> they, they, they have this, like, um, this sort of format when it comes to, like, big planned debuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, just, just, like, you know, mimicking off the, the – the, or following the same format as the Punk thing, make it the worst-kept secret. But yeah. basically, you know, let let everybody know if this if she is indeed showing up on this show, let everybody know she's coming without actually saying that she's coming. Have your wrestlers do interviews and you know 
bigger up and stuff like that. Like people, like people in the company have already done interviews and stuff. Like Jamie Hader and Bray Baker, they've already said that they would love to have her in AEW. Like they've that's they've openly said that. So I, I well, I, and, and I mean, well, well, I know that like there's a lot of um, uh, like up and down reviews of the AEW's women's division in terms of the booking. Like you, you know, especially when I'm looking at a. Uh, like a talent like Jay Cargill for like she's like in a placeholder right now like they're kind of but for for me it, it always felt like they have been waiting for Chris Statlander for like this whole time like they're just waiting for Chris yeah. to come back so she could take the title from Jay and then they could transition Jay to being featured alongside like your you know your Britt Bakers and your Ruby Soho's and your Sarayas and your Sheeta's like because I, I feel like Jade has kind of been like on her own island a little bit like away from them and I think that when she drops the title that that's when you'll see her be pushed over to that side of AEW's women's division, and okay. and, I, I, and 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 even on the Outcast, um, the the Outcast, uh, 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 AEW originals thing. I honestly, I I think that's like that's a real solid feud for the women's division. I, I would kind of like to see uh, you. I mean, we we are getting that because I was about to say I would like to see more um, you know, more outside that. But I I think there are there is that in strides, like especially with the uh, and they, the Anna they've Jay and Julia doing, Hart match. Yeah, I was gonna say they've yeah, been yeah. doing non-title feuds like Julia yeah, yeah. Hart and Anna Jay and stuff like that. So they're but getting they, they, that's actually been like some that's that's actually been like some good promos in that the Anna Jay yeah. Julia Hart. Like I, I gotta get them credit on that. That's that, that's Anna actually Jay's been got good. a fat ass and a bad attitude. <laughs> um, speaking of the women's division, though, as a previously reported, Thunder Rosa made her AEW return on this week's Dynamite. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer on Thursday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Thunder Rosa is not 100% just yet. He says her Rosa's back is still very hurt as she's been out of action since last summer. Uh, she has trained but was in a lot of pain, but her back is not better. She has been at AEW tapings every week in a backstage role and has done Spanish commentary for them. She also confirmed in an interview she might need surgery to fix her problem. So hoping for a speedy recovery for Thunder Rosa. And then breaking down uh, AEW's hierarchy of their writing team, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, reports hey. Will Washington was hired <laughs> to help out creative. Tony Khan is still the head booker and provides outlines for each show. QT Marshall and Sanjay Dutt help Khan with booking. Will Washington, who started last week, has a seat at the table, as they say. He is brought into creative uh, meetings for input, along with Pat Buck, Jerry Jerry Lynn, Christopher Daniels, and Dean Malenko. However, he's not the number two, like previously reported, and that goes to Marshall and Dutt. As noted, top talents like Kenny Omega, MJF, Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, FTR, uh, CM Punk, have significant input on their programs, and direction so that is the 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 short and long of it but shout outs to will washington yeah, we'll, we'll watch it got a got a seat at the table yeah for sure but congratulations to will man that's what's yeah. up right there man congratulations to him that's big right big big, big time move right there man so yeah i love I'm, to I'm, see I'm, it I'm, I'm definitely excited for him and, and like I, I know that uh uh, QT is like he, he's been like helping Tony with like the book. I, I know even that yeah. Tony said it, said it, said it in interviews plenty of times. Like the QT was like stay up with him, like while hours of the night, you know, laying out shows and stuff like that. But I, honestly, like I, I think that adding, um, adding Will, adding another member to the team, I think that's really good. It could like lighten the load a little bit because, like, especially and, and honestly, I think it was a good idea. Like, as, as much as I did think that dark and dark elevation, you know, w w it, I, I think that it served its purpose, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I feel like that was something that was very much needed for um, a, 
a good chunk of independent wrestlers during the pandemic. Like, I, I feel like that was like very, very needed and hella clutch for a lot of people. But I feel like at this point, especially when you add a new show, like you, you need all eyes to be focused on, you know, your main parts of the programming and not getting sidetracked with trying to figure out who you will put on dark and dark elevation and stuff like that. Cause I mean, like, I, I, I just think it served its purpose, but I, I do think that dark and dark elevation, man, when people look back on that is, I, I think that was a that, that was a good call to make shit for for but I'm like for I'm surprised that WWE never thought of some shit like that like having you know what I'm saying I, I'm like because it, it's it's such a simple idea to get people featured on your program and when you don't use them on television and then on top of that an easy way to get them built built up wins and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah so uh, yeah that that's pretty much all I had to say on that. No, nah, it's very true. The final AEW note uh, is the rest of the details in regards to the whole Warner Brothers Discovery thing. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that this uh, deal uh, with AEW and Warner Brothers has all TV and streaming under the AEW banner, which means five hours of TV, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, as well as any spinoff programs like AEW All Access will be included in this upcoming deal that has been rumored to be $1 billion. What it won't include, however, is ROH and Being the Elite. ROH is considered a separate company. Meanwhile, Being the Elite is owned by the Young Bucks. It's unknown what the plan will be with pay-per-view, which is currently offered on a variety of services, including WBD-owned Bleacher Report. If AEW's new deal including includes streaming, pay-per-view offerings could be going to Dis Discovery Plus or Max. AEW is currently making around $2.5 a show for its five pay-per-views each year. It was noted that AEW would likely need some incentive in order to give up what it earns for the pay-per-view events as it charges $60 each time. If AEW agreed to move to streaming, it's also possible that the number of pay-per-view events could change as companies like WWE, UFC, and even Impact offer 12 pay-per-views a year through their streaming services. And of course, like I said, the rumor was uh, started on Observer Message Board as well as then reiterated on Voices of Wrestling as well as across social media that WBD would offer AEW a $1 billion TV deal. And for sure, we're going to talk more about that on but next that week's episode of AE of uh, True Hill Heat because we'll know more after the upfronts on Wednesday. Well, Warner Brothers, they, they, ain't, they ain't texting ROH back, leaving them on red. They're, they're, but... but you, like you, you, I mean, they like what, they like, hey, big head, and they hey, just hey, like, hey, nope. hey, hey, big head, nah, I'm, I'm all right, I'm, 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 I'm good on you. They, they, they Facetime and this shit, nah, I'm good. Decline all Facetime, but, but you, you, you would think that they would like, a, a, like take on that property because it's an easy one to bring on. Already has name value. Uh, a, a Warner Brothers, they like, nah, yeah, we, 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 we give you a whole other show. You, you, you keep whatever you doing over there. Like that, that shit is hilarious to me, bro. It's too, it's too funny. It's too ridiculous. But we got to move to AEW's tag team partner, its biggest partner in wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, hey. as they had the big New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of Super Juniors tournament starting up. So we have to bring in another special guest here with us. You'll see him always when we talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Though he had to make a special appearance on this new era of True Hill Heat. He's your boy, Jay News. Jay News, how are you doing this morning? And happy Best of Super Junior, sir. Well, it ain't morning, brother. It's it's sort of afternoon here. It's about 1 p.m. It's only 1.45. It's, I don't hey, know what the hell is going on. Hey, it's, 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 it's morning in Los <laughs> Angeles. I can give a crap about your damn Lakers. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> right now, they got no shot against Denver, and that's real. No this coming from real. a Knicks fan. Oh, Listen, let me wipe up. Lost. Let me wipe up we your lost. tears. Let me wipe <laughs> no, up your no, tears. I, I know. I know. The, I know have the you, tears. The tears of not, Knicks fans become hatred. We got Romeo no, in the no, chat. No. Like I ain't never, I ain't never, I ain't never been no damn Nuggets. Y'all are just no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not rooting for the Nuggets. I ain't rooting for the Nuggets. Have you seen them play, son? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. You know when the last time I seen them play is when we beat them in the playoffs. That was last year. How many years ago was that? This oh, team, no, that, hey, this current that was when we won the championship. That was when we won in the, the bubble. championship. So we yeah, talking bubble? When Jamal Murray was much better in the bubble. Much better. That's interesting. He was much better. He was much better then. He was much <laughs> better. Andrew, uh, what, what, what's going doing? on, man? I'm, I'm, doing... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> coming in all hostile because we had to we had to get through the AEW stuff before we get to New Japan. But you, man. It's all good. <laughs> but let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of Super Juniors. We are gonna bring up uh, day two. So if you want to do the la 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 J news to that, that is totally fine. If you didn't yeah. watch day two already, but <laughs> no. uh, let's start day one of the Best of Super Juniors, which kicked off yesterday morning. And I would say this was one of the best shows from New Japan Pro Wrestling this year, actually. And it had a main event matchup that might have been one of my favorite matches of the year because it was for two points and my heart as Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Hiromu Takahashi in an absolutely outstanding main event matchup yeah. that had Kurgan Hall rocking. They were loud. They were enthusiastic into this one. Speedball picking up the upset win, pinning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, closing the show, cutting the promo. So proud of my boy Speedball. But you also had some upsets on the show. Doki pulled off an upset over Kushida in a thrilling sprint of a matchup. You also had Yoshinabu Katamaru beat El Desperado in a well-towed limb-based bout, uh, him breaking down the knee of El Desperado to get the win over his former tag team partner. You had Robbie Eagles defeating Yo in a great matchup between former Chaos members. And speaking of former members of some place, the former LA Dojo graduates, Clark Connors defeated uh, the Jet Kevin Knight on night one in the open. Now you can do your la 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 J news as we talk about day two. Uh, day two featured Yo defeating Master Wado in a very good main event matchup between two of the future stars of the junior heavyweight division. You also had Hiromu Takahashi beat Doki in a fun bout, as well as El Desperado beating uh, Bushi. You also had uh, you also had Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Sho. And TJP defeated Kushida and Taiji Shimori beat Teton. So a good opening two days to the best of Super Juniors. Day three is tomorrow morning, but focusing on day one, J News. What did you think about Speedball and Hiromu, who really just tore it up? I, I, I compared it and even had Speedball like my tweet on social media. It felt like Ishii versus Shingo from a couple of years ago on the first day of the G1 where you saw that matchup and you was like, I don't know if anything else on this tournament is going to be as good as this. That's what I felt after Speedball and Hiromu. What did you think? Nah, man, it was, it was, it was pretty dope, man. I just thought that watching the entire show, a few things stood out, right? Obviously this match, the main event stood out and whatnot. It was a great main event. Like you said, it had Kurikin on its, on its freaking, 
on its feet, man. Like the whole crowd was into it from beginning to end. From an, from an emotional standpoint, you felt you felt the lows, you felt the highs. Like that crowd was so into it, man. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we are still taking another step forward, SP3. Master Watto still taking those baby steps towards the Grand Master. So we have that going. Um, I did not I did not expect that result in the Kanemaru versus Desperado match. I did not expect that, but it was cool to see, uh, just to see us to where uh, Desperado places uh, throughout the rest of the tournament. But for Kanemaru to come out with that sort of fire and that sort of aggression, I want to see more of that throughout the tournament. So that was dope for me to see as well uh doki's win over <laughs> that was a surprise <laughs> for me i did not expect that at all i did not expect he's, a, that one. he's every he's everybody's dark horse um and at the end of the day like the dude's in tremendous shape he's he's a fan favorite like they're they're riding uh those five guys right now and i i can't i can't necessarily knock them for that um the only match that i didn't pay too much attention to was the tjp match and I'm forgetting who's who his opponent was right now. Teton. Yeah, Teton. Right. Yeah. And mind you, the match wasn't bad and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it just it didn't it didn't pop out like the rest of them. Like even the the, the Clark Connors versus um Kevin Knight match, that popped because of and let me say this, let me be clear about this. Clark Connors is more believable as a savage than the the, the supposed leader of the goddamn bullet club, who is David Smith. But he but he's a fraud. J News, real quick. I'll be to interrupt you, bro, but you, you had brought that up real quick. I, I just got to say this. Let me tell you something. I do not believe anything that this dude said. Like, it, it, But it feels like I'm watching somebody who is trying to put on like a persona that he doesn't even believe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that, that's exactly. that, that's all I had to say on that. My bad. I ain't mean to interrupt. You, bro. See, 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 see. It's the first time I ever met Andrew, and he <laughs> went and he's with me on this. Man. You know what I'm like I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. SP3. Jeez. You had Sanal on your side last time. Listen, now you got listen. Andrew on your side with this. The slander of of David. Finn. Listen, man. At the end of the day, people just the, understand. The Billy Club needs a rebel. <laughs> the world needs a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this also because it was it was interesting to me to see it from a, I guess from a long form storytelling perspective. Gato seconded Clark Connors. I didn't expect that. So there's a, there's already a little something bubbling there, brother. There's a little some some bubbling there right there, bro. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't second everybody. He usually seconds seconds the main man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for him to second Clark Connors that that uh, that details something for me. Um. What else? What else did I pick out of this? Uh, the Fr Francisco Kira faced off with who? Master during Rada. this, right? So that match was fast. So that that was why it's like, all right, I know Waddle won, but it was like I didn't notice anything that Francesco did, and I and you know, at the end of the day, I'm biased, so I'm gonna talk about another match. I'm talking about another man. Um, at the end of the day, Leo Rush is gonna win this tournament, brother. He's gonna win this tournament. Talk about that because Joe <laughs> couldn't even keep his promise even before the bell of not cheating. <laughs> First, first of all, we all knew the shenanigans were gonna go down, but Leo Rush overcoming the shenanigans and doing a damn thing and getting the win besides evil uh, was uh, was definitely top notch for me uh, on that end. I gotta watch night two tonight, and I'll probably watch night three earlier in the morning tomorrow uh, to be on par. Uh, I think they take a break after the fourteenth for like a day or two. 
So I think, uh, I think it's the fifteenth, and then they take a seventeenth right? break. Yeah, they take a one right. day break until the seventeenth, and then my birthday, Hiromu versus Kushida next Thursday. There you go. I'm ready. So on I'm that ready. on that off day on May sixteenth, uh, catcher your good brother Jay News on the Patreon, uh, wrapping up the first four shows or the first four or five shows of the Best of Super Juniors uh, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And reiterate for anyone who didn't watch our preview, your finals pick and your winner of the New Japan Cup this year. I mean, excuse it? me, excuse me, best, best of Super Juniors, best of Super Juniors this year. My my finals pick, man. You you ask me to remember a lot right now. I just remember <laughs> you had El Des El Desperado. Right, I had Des I had Despi I had Despi and Leo Rush out. for the final for, for for the finals. Um, I have Leo winning. I have Le I have Leo Rush winning the best of Super Juniors because I want to see that rematch with him and Hiromu. Man, um, yeah. So changing your pick because last time you said Despy, but I, I'll just did I, I'll, I? Yeah, you did. I but you, Leo that, win. That's that's fine. Your Leo Rush bias is well established on this channel. Yeah, it's okay. Why, why, I mean, why, 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 why you got to call him out, SP3? Why you got to call him out, bro? <laughs> I'm just saying. He, not, he, he changed his pick. He changed his pick after one. I forgot. He got a win over show. He got a win over show. He acted this, like this he is. was supposed to be this big impression. No, no. First of all, he already made his impression. Let's 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 let's, let's be clear. He's just fin fin to win this tournament. The Masters. No, no, you're right. I did pick Desperado just because I feel like they that law that that story that they, that him and Hiromu have going, mm. depending as to how um how they want to get it done at Dominion, um makes sense. Uh, I, they have time for Leo Rush to 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 uh to to do more matches versus Hiromu, whoever this whoever the junior heavyweight champion is gonna be. But uh, Desperado has his um, has that storyline well well established for the last couple of years. So yeah, I did pick Despi to win. Uh, but Leo and, Leo and Despi in the finals with Despi for the win. Um, I feel like if they could do a triple threat, it would be great for me. At the end of the day, but I doubt they'll I doubt they'll do it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 definitely how how I have it going down. Uh, Desperado for the win of the of the overall um, best of Super Juniors tournament. But I you know. Leo Rush is my second favorite at the end of the day. So uh, if they can get a triple if they can get a triple threat for Wrestle Kingdom, I'm down for that too. He's, he's like time limit draw in the finals. Uh, Adam, Adam Pearson is in the chat with us. Thank you, good brother, for joining us, bringing up. He says this show was the first NJPW show I've watched in full. And my oh my, what an experience. That was quite the show. Like I said, yeah, it was one yeah. of one of the better shows top to bottom because a lot of the undercard matches were very quick and but full of action and then that main event matchup just felt like a, a struggle a battle between speedball and Hiromu. Yeah. uh andrew i wanted to ask you finals pick and who do you think wins the best of super dreams so real quick just to touch on that i haven't seen the the first uh the first night of super juniors but i did catch the speedball versus Hiromu match and when you had told me and hit me up uh before the show and you was like pick your uh, top three like favorite matches that you've seen like over the recent time span that was like one of the first matches that came up along with the one i just saw uh the one i really liked on smackdown with uh, the, the three-way that started off the show like that speedball uh takahashi match like when we talk about people that's going well first, first let me let me just say this real quick speed speedball getting a win over hiromu now i, I cannot because I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point they're gonna run that back for the title like after the tournament i cannot wait for that I, I really, I really want to see what what they're gonna do when the championship on the line. I'm pretty sure they're gonna take it to a next level that they did. Hopefully, more than what they did at uh, night one of Super Juniors. We terms of winners of the tournament. I, I think Jay News probably got it on the nose with his uh his El Desperado pick, especially when you consider the history between him and Hiromu Takahashi. I wouldn't be mad at Leo Rush either. You uh, Leo Rush went either. Definitely not gonna be complaining about that. I, what was that match they had at the 
was that the the but that one the Annabird that was the Super J I mean uh New Japan the, Cup New Japan Cup final Cup final yeah yeah the New Japan yeah. Cup final that was a banger match bro they they but they had that building rocking when they uh when they wrestled there but I wouldn't be mad at either one of those I think J News had a great shot with those two picks. Uh, my my finals pick is El Desperado versus Speedball. I'm on the Speedball agenda. Speedball bro, to the finals. Bro, bro, I need the, him in the finals, but I got Despy winning. I do got Despy winning. But but the year that Speedball is putting together, like it, it's it's so crazy. I heard him say this in the interview recently. He says like he feels like every year people say that it's his breakout year, it, but it, it feels like every single year, bro. Like he has like the most craziest years to start off like even earlier um coming off of the wrestlemania weekend he had i know he had wrestled uh michael loku i think it was for west coast pro but that that was one of my favorite independent matches i've seen this year uh like i i speak but speedball is like one of the most like consistently great wrestlers that i've seen like he never turns it off i don't think dude ever takes a break a easy day like speed speedball is pulling together a hell of a 2023 that just started coming off of a hell of a 2022 yeah, man. Like, and he's gonna get more fans due to being in the best of the yeah. super juniors. That's the that's the coolest part about it. It's awesome. I, and this is a guy who's so nice. I got to be able to interview him this year, and that was one of the things that was on my bucket list. I got to interview Speedball. That's what. That's the only interview I will tell everybody. Pulling back the curtain <laughs> here from Impact Wrestling because I have a good relationship with them with interviews. That's the only person I've ever requested. To interview from Impact Wrestling was Speedball Mike Bailey. That's up, bro. Talking about a little bit of New Japan news before we let J News go here. Uh, in an interview with Dark Parisio Flojin, Kota Obushi said that he had been he has been offered a deal to return to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Obushi is currently a free agent after his previous deal with NJPW expired in February. He hasn't wrestled for them since the G1 Climax Finals in 2021. Obushi, who had a very public falling out with several involved with management in the company, also noted that he has resolved issues with a good chunk of people there. I know you are primarily a New Japan fan, so I wanted to bring this up with you on the show. J News, would you be open to Obushi returning to NJPW? Look, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if, he, if he squashed whatever issues he had with, with management over there, by all means, return the guy to the land of the rising sun. But my whole thing about it is, is that I'm not sure if he's going to want to continue to do that. Right. We don't know where his head is at there. He might want to wrestle in America for a bit. I'm not saying that he's going to finish, you know, finish his career here, but he might want to be here for a little bit or whatever the case is. Who knows at the end of the day, because mm -hmm. um, the, the, the speculation has been running rampant about him going to AEW and, you know, uh, reuniting with the with the whole golden lovers thing with him and kenny omega or whatever so you know you you don't necessarily know what i like to see it hell yeah because i want to see a sonata versus ibushi match i want that you know what i'm saying so it, it, it's 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 that right there I, is it a good is it a good idea is it, a, is it is it good for the for the wrestling fans for sure but it's going to be up to him as to what he wants to do in that aspect because you know not for nothing and no 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 shade to ddt but like him going back to DDT just wouldn't make any sense at this point in the career. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's that's my take on it. Makes sense to me. Uh, the first matches have also been announced for the joint NJPW Pro Wrestling Noah AJPW show all together again in June. The newly announced tag team matches will feature Chaos versus Noah, Lij versus AJPW, and more. And the main event has been announced as Hiro Hiroshi Tadahashi teaming with Noah's Kenta Miyahara and Noah's Kaito Kiyomiya to verse Noah's Keno. 
AJPW's Yuma Ayaki and NJPW's Kazuka Okada. Kaz Okada and Kiyomiya on opposite sides again. Kiyomiya going to kick him in the face, and we're going to get a more pissed off Okada. He, she, he is oh, the person oh, oh, who, who evolves Okada. I'm about to say, she, Okada could not get in the long. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see, see how that whole thing going to work out. What do you think about the whole era of collaboration with NJPW, Andrew? I, I, I think it's good, man. Like, I mean, I, I think you always would want most in that, like, if, if you can bring your, your top talents from each promotion together, I think it only benefits everybody that's watching overall. So I think that's a, a plus for all sides, especially because, like, when you're looking at, when I, if I'm ranking these three uh, promotions, of course, you got New Japan number one, I'm putting Noah number two. And then you got all Japan at number three in terms of what I think is the the, the better product and the ones that I've seen. Because I, I I don't tune in a lot, but I, I catch like the big shows. And of course, I'm covering it through the news and stuff like that. So I'm aware of what's going on, but not like the sort of the ins and outs of it, so to speak. So but but, but just from a general sense of it, I, I definitely think that this is good overall. And I, I can't wait to see the show come June. Yes, a lot of big shows for June, especially the era of collaboration with uh, All Together again. You got Dominion, you got Forbidden Door. So you're going to see Jay News a lot on here, but I want to thank Jay News for joining us here on the True Hill Heat Flash It Podcast. Jay News, get all your plugs in. You also do great podcasts on movies, so let the people know everything Dude. you got going on, sir. So, folks, as per the usual, if you're not used to watching your good brother Jay News on the True Hill Heat wrestling channel right here i am always on with sp3 and others are always welcome to join the new japan party uh so you can catch me here on true hill heat you can also catch me on true hill heat sports with the baseball talk true hill high heat catch me there as well uh, catch me on the patreon as i said before so the first five shows for the uh for the best of super juniors i'm, I'm going to be reviewing on the off day which is on may 16th so that will hopefully be up by then um on the patreon so check that out uh, on that end and also i do have a movie podcast that is out there in the world uh so uh i have it on youtube and i also have it on your all the different streaming platforms that you have apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and all that stuff uh, it is my first name my first name is john l j-o-h-n-e-l uh colon your friendly neighborhood moviegoer so i review every single movie i go to the, the movie theaters for and i go to the movie theaters about two to three times a week. So uh, check damn. that out on there as well. Yeah, that's my hobby, brother. That is my hobby. I, I, un, un, I unlike the majority of my fellow brethren here on True Hill Heat, do not have any children. So <laughs> I get to go spend time. <laughs> <laughs> the movie theater. Uh, so uh, that that is uh, that is my other uh, lot and my other passion as well. So if you can support, I appreciate you. Uh, so that that is all that I have going there. Thank you, Jay News. And of course, we'll be back together to preview next week. We got a preview New Japan mm -hmm. Resurgence yes, coming up on uh, next weekend. So you'll see him back on the YouTube channel very, very soon next week. Jay News, thank you so much for being on True Hill Heat this week. And enjoy no, the rest you. of your weekend, sir. Appreciate you. Good to meet you, Andrew. Good to meet you too, man. Good to meet you too. <laughs> Meeting them De by fighting, man. I can't De bring De you around De company De ever. Jay News, Devin Six. Hey, hey, there you go, there you go, there you go. Me and Andrew on the same boat, man. We just met. We just met. Are you kicked him out? <laughs> Get out of here! Come on, man. Oh, hey, man. Hey, hey, real quick on the um, on the all together thing that you had mentioned, I had forgot about this. Like, like, I mean, you you mentioned it, but Cano uh, and Okada on the same team. Bro, Cano, I, I know I had covered this on post. Um, Cano has his, I think his, 
15 year anniversary show, like five or so days after all together. Hey, who 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 who's to say Okada won't? You know what I'm saying? Go go to know You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, I mean, I mean, it's look. Okada the never open weight six man tag team champion right now. He's sort of uh, out of the, the the main event. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That could be the catalyst, like him and Kano going at it in that main event, and Kano being like, "Oh, you know, fuck you, like you whatever, whatever." And then oh, oh, Okada, better yet, Okada saying that, especially coming off what he like, said. You ain't shit, you Noah. He looks down to everybody <laughs> who hated bro, New Japan. Bro, this is my favorite version of Okada, like him, him, him big bro and everybody and talking down to everybody. Like that, this is my favorite version of him, bro, because he don't, he, he, he doesn't care anymore. So th this is good, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was used to set up a singles match between Okada and Kano at the uh, at Kano's 15th anniversary show. Because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, if they, if they were to have an opportunity, Noah would have an opportunity to get Okada. It wouldn't be for no small show, but it's Kano's 15th anniversary, so like, what? I see that. I could, I could definitely see that. And Keno's one of their bigger stars, so they may want to bring in someone big. He had the big match with Naito earlier in the year. He's been doing stuff with AJPW as well, so they kind of been putting him everywhere. Uh, let's talk about the WWE block because they had their weekly shows this week. WWE Raw was first up on Monday. They did 1.785 million viewers. The show featured the Raw half of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament with Seth Rollins defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest in a very good triple threat match while Finn Balor beat The Miz and Cody Rhodes thanks in large part to Brock Lesnar costing Cody by F5-ing him on the floor and then through the commentary table before challenging him to a rematch at Night of Champions. Who do you think will win, Sid? Um, I mean, are they really gonna have Cody win twice against Brock? Mm, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but then in the semifinals in the main event, you had Seth Rollins defeating Finn Balor. And what I thought was a great main event to advance to the World Heavyweight Championship tournament final at Night of Champions. I I'm gonna say with Cody and Brock at Night of Champions. Yeah, I think that they're, they're going to try to build up, especially if they're going to do Cody and Roman at SummerSlam. They got to heat them up fast, two wins over Brock, and then him potentially winning the Money in the Bank and calling his shot for SummerSlam. I can see that being the arc for Cody to get him that back made, to that a makes position. That makes so much sense, bro. To get him back but, but to a like, position that's close to where he was at WrestleMania. I know it's not likely. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll say it, it makes too much sense. That's why it's not going to happen. He's like, that ain't that ain't happening, bro. That ain't happening, bro. That looked too good. Um, but talking about news coming out of Raw or coming out of WWE, there was kind of more information about the Endeavor uh, merger. WWE announced their formation of a new placeholder company for their merge company with USC under Endeavor. PW Insider reported that WWE incorporated a new LLC for the as yet unnamed company that will be in charge of both UFC and WWE. Once the Endeavor deal to acquire WWE closes, the company has a placeholder name of New Whale Inc. And an, L an SEC filing notes that the new name will be revealed once the merger is completed. It had been previously announced that the new publicly traded company will have the stock market initials TKO 
Friday's new SEC filing relating to the WWE sale with to Endeavor notes that the company was in contact with over 60 potential counter parties in regards to the sale. As mm. reported, the company filed with the SEC on Friday in relation to the Endeavor acquisition. And FIFO notes that the filing revealed the number of parties that communicated with WWE about a sale. The statement in which uh, and in which they list the parties as included strategic companies, financial sponsors, family offices, and sovereign wealth funds. Endeavor and WWE announced the sale on April 3rd. It said beginning on January 17, 2023 and continuing until April 2nd, 2023, when WWE executed the transition uh, agreement, WWE's financial ad advisors acting on its behalf contacted and were contacted by over 60 potential counterparties between february 6 and march 21st 2023 wwe entered into a confidentiality agreements with 20 potential counterparties all but one of the confidentiality agreements entered into by wwe in connection with this process including a standstill provision for the benefit of wwe with a a customary exclusion permitting parties to make proposals to WWE privately and confidentially, and each of the standstill provisions had a duration of at least 12 months. All confidentiality agreements entered into with the standstill provisions, including the customary exclusion for private proposals and follow-away per, uh, provision that allowed the counterparty to make a proposal to acquire WWE. So basically, they had about 20 suitors at one point that they had agreements with, and then Vince basically chose Endeavor in layman's term. What do you think about this information kind of coming out and the new whale ink? Definitely a placeholder name, don't you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, for for, but I, I don't really like care about like the name of it. You know, this whole thing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more so interested in how they'll do this whole uh, UFC WWE like integration, like um, amongst the different products. Like, I'm, I mean, I, I don't think it'll be like anything like drastic or anything like that. I think we'll see something along the lines of like you know more uh, WWE talents being featured on screen at UFC events, like shown in the crowd and stuff like that, along with the of the UFC fighters and attendants. I think they'll be like the most. That we'll see, like the, I, I think that the, the the max that could come out of that from WWE side is maybe Brock getting back into the octagon. Like that's probably the most that will, or, or maybe oh shit, I, I know. I think Lashley, I think he still has like some agreements with Bellator, I believe. But yeah, if if, if, if they were to work something out, I feel like that's like the the most that would come out of that from WWE side, from UFC side. Like as as you, you got me thinking about this because you mentioned the Bad Bunny Roman Reigns, but I'm telling you, but Conor McGregor might be the reason Cody Cody don't finish the story at SummerSlam. I'm telling you, even with, with Roman you, online, you you, 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 you see you you, you yeah. see it. See see SB three. You put that bad juju in the world. You see what's happening and, and see Conor McGregor about to get a damn title shot at SummerSlam and Cody. And we gonna have to wait till Philadelphia to, to see Cody. Oh, oh, we're going to have to wait until WrestleMania 46. Cody, an old man. A whole 10 months, y'all. We're going to wait a whole 10 months. And yes, uh, Safet, in that uh, agreement that was put out, it was revealed that uh, Vince McMahon is executive chairman for life unless he is unable to work, resigned, or deaf. Bro, so but it, it's, we're not it, getting oh, rid of Vince anytime soon. But, no, we're but not getting rid of well, Vince, but it's it's so crazy, like how he's been able to work himself in this position despite all these allegations that are out there against him. Like this dude is like literally finessed his way into a position where he's like untouchable in a sense. 
and like he has like all like we, we we've talked like you know I've we've been on the podcast uh, a couple times and you've been on the NWA podcast and we talked about like the sexual misconduct allegations and, and everything concerning that just especially over the past year. But it, it, it's like really kind of fucking ridiculous, like that he's been able to to get into the position that he's in, despite everything that he's accused of. And then you know, what I'm saying Ari Emanuel to like, um, like when they did that initial interview after that sale was announced, that he he be like, like when, when Vince got asked about it, Vince would you know he you know the, the people make mistakes and stuff like that, and then he would get short on the interview, and then Ari would like pick up for him and like try to you you know try, try to um. What's the word for it? Just try to add more to onto Vince's answer, in. but just yeah. try to fill it in and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 I feel like that part is like really kind of, and, and I don't, I don't think that people, um, like, I, I see that you know the, the comment a lot that people sort of let it slide. I don't, I don't think people let it slide, but I just think that people just have come to the realization that they're like that nothing's going to change, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nothing's going to happen. Vince is not going anywhere, and I think that people just like. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever, bro. Like, especially at this point now, like I, I don't think anything's going on with that. But um, yeah, Even yeah, up but hope, like, basically, yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> bro. That, that, I, I think that's just what it is. Especially like, bro, after all the allegations, this man is still in the exact same position that he got his way back into the exact same position. Pro- probably kicked his damn daughter off the team. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you the, know only, what I'm saying? the only good part is that he doesn't have 80 percent voting power like he did. Yeah, that's before, it. Okay, yeah, that's media. good. Yeah, and, and like even on the um creative front like as as minuscule as that is like when you talk about on the on the the, the scale of the you know the allegations stuff that that's that's like bottom of the barrel shit but like yeah. it, in a wrestler sense it it matters but i i'm saying like bro he, like he, that that raw after wrestlemania that had all his little his little fucking fingerprints all, 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 all over it but at the same time can't can't get Triple H too much of a pass. I think that's a, a, a piece of that is, is is still him. But you you can definitely tell the distinct differences between the two in terms of booking. Like Triple H's is more like fluid, and Vince's shit is all over the place. And you know what I'm saying, but whatever. But again, that that that's very minuscule on the when we talking about like you know in relation to the sexual misconduct allegations. So like but like just to follow up, like reiterate, I, I think that especially at this point, a lot of people just kind of sort of just gave up on it. You know what I'm saying? And like in in hopes of something happening or you know him uh suffering consequences for that in, in whatever way it that may happening. be I, it, it ain't happening bro <laughs> it ain't happening you you better off uh wishing for to see santa claus or buying be, the, be, the the brooklyn bridge basically be, better better off uh hoping the lakers beat the Denver nuggets oh this guy no, man <laughs> i swear man you like you lucky you lucky you damn hey, your damn hey. uh Pistons ain't it ain't anywhere uh, near I'm a Cavaliers, bro. I'm a Cavaliers uh, Cap- player, bro. Cavs, yeah, y'all hey, did real well in the hey, first hey, round. Hey, hey, SP3, look, if, y- if y'all beat Denver, bro, don't don't invite me back on the podcast, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like don't, don't, don't embarrass me like that, bro. Don't, don't embarrass me like that, bro. I'm just, gonna just, invite you. <laughs> I'm gonna invite you because you had a lot to say. I'm gonna be like, what now? Bring, what bring, now, bring, me, on bring me on here with Jay News. <laughs> I'm bringing everybody up. It's like one by one by one. Uh, Friday, the final note uh, before we get into SmackDown last night, Fightful Select had some additional backstage notes from Monday night's post-backlash edition of WWE Raw, including the Cody Rose versus Brock Lesnar segment. According to the report, WWE was heavily piping in audio for the Brock Lesnar-Cody Rhodes segment, and uh, several people within WWE reportedly echoed the online sentiment that piping in all the extra noise for the segment wasn't necessary. Fightful also notes that Brock Lesnar was disgusted along with two other large stagehands to get him a ringside uh, 
uh, was disguised, excuse me, just disguised along with two other stagehands to get him ringside for his appearance and spot where he attacked Cody Rhodes and challenged him to a fight at Night of Champions. FIFA reports that the stagehands rushed a truck but uh, ringside in order to hide Lesnar. FIFA Select also had some other additional notes on the Trish Stratus segment, which featured the return of Becky Lynch. According to the report, Becky Lynch was cut off with her music hitting uh, hitting the speakers before she could cut a promo on Tristratus. So Lynch was report was reportedly supposed to speak during uh, that segment. Fightful notes that Lynch's comments weren't supposed to be a substantial part of the of the segment. Also, the feud will reportedly continue for a while, so there will still be time to reincorporate Lynch's planned comments for later. Additionally, Fightful reports that WWE opted to switch the order of the two triple threat matches for the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament on the broadcast. Numerous new stars uh, were reportedly not brought to the show as well. And lastly, Fightful notes that the show was the highest grossing event in WWE history in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. So good notes for Raw. It was, it was a better episode featuring the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. So that was good stuff as well. And as we move on to SmackDown. And of course, when you're talking about SmackDown, you know that's the home of the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And he had the return of Roman Reigns on the show who demanded an apology from the Usos for losing at WrestleMania and then losing the rematch after dedicating it to the tribal chief, which uh, Jimmy Uso didn't want to do and got pushed in the face by Roman Reigns for his troubles before Jay Uso uh, stepped in to apologize for him. However, Roman then had Paul Heyman inform the Usos that the undisputed WWE tag team titles would come back to the bloodline when Roman and Solo faced Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at Night of Champions. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you, you don't have to take the wax out of your ears. Sami Zayn is apparently going to Saudi Arabia. It was reported earlier in the week, a few days ago, that Syria and Saudi Arabia were working through their issues, and that's what's making this possible. But I guess we'll is that confirmed? That no. that's 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 what that's what it's uh, the the talks between Syria and Saudi Arabia no, yeah, have been confirmed, that. and this match has been made official. There's graphics okay. and everything. Uh, Oscar also turned heel by spearing Miss in Bianca Belair's eyes in one of the most telegraphed, contrived heel turns I think I've <laughs> ever seen. It, it, you she should have had a sign that said heel turn was coming. But in the better part of SmackDown, they then uh, the SmackDown half of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament saw AJ Styles beating Edge and Rey Mysterio in a super fun opening triple threat, while a bloody Bobby Lashley defeated Austin Theory and Sheamus in a solid triple threat. Finally, AJ Styles defeated Bobby Lashley in a decent main event matchup featuring, you know, Bobby Lashley selling that blood that he was losing to advance to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. The rematch. Who you got coming up at Night of Champions, Andrew? It, it's Seth, bro. It's Seth. But time out real quick. Did you see the way Edge had people twerking for his... Uh, his, his his, his, his comeback world title win. I'm like, bro, y'all have switched up on Seth that quick, bro. When, when, when they when they announced this this uh this turn, like they announced the bracket, Seth was like the clear favorite to me, clear favorite. Like I'm talking about bar none. Seth Seth, Seth was the person. This man Edge got on Twitter, and it it was it was it was a great you know what I'm saying, great great promo that he cut, great speech that he cut, 
and he made a lot of valid points and he, he created a lot of intrigue. And that, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. He created a lot of great intrigue, you know, with the whole retirement thing. But see, look, me, a smart man, I realized that Edge, I've covered plenty of Edge interviews over the past year. This man has talked about this retirement. He has walked, the, he walked back the retirement, brought it back up again, dog walked it back. You know what I'm saying? So look, I, I I will no longer be buying into the Edge retirement. So I will believe Edge is retiring when he retires. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even think he's retired. I think he's going to finish up with WWE and then he's going to AEW. That's what I think. That, that's what I think Edge is doing. I, that, I that, wouldn't be surprised. I that, 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 be that's surprised. what I... That, that that's what I think Edge's future is going to be, especially considering that you know it's, it's public now that he received an offer from another company before he went back to WWE, and then he magically got cleared to return to the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know what I'm Once saying? Once he talked to that yeah, other company, uh, uh, they was like, like, "Oh, yeah, you're, like, you're clear. Oh, you're clear. Right. You're, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Just come." Um, yeah, you can ask me three. No, I was just gonna finish this comment from King of the North. Says, "Yo, he said the tour different. Yeah, you see, you see it. You see it. You see it. You see it." You see, twerking <laughs> for hey, 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 but no, in all seriousness though, like I mean, like that, that, that trying to be funny and sad. Like I, I, I would have been like upset at it, you know what I'm saying? Especially like I, I seen some of the ideas that people was throwing around on Twitter. They was like, you know, um, edge of a time and match being a world title match against Seth. Rollins, you know, in, in Toronto, and then Seth beating him for the title. But I'm like, dog, Seth Rollins is like on fire right now. I haven't, Seth, bro. Seth Rollins, like when people people don't, re I mean, I, people realize. It. I'm not gonna say people don't realize it, but like this dude, he hasn't won a lot. I'm talking about over the, when you even going back to early 2022. Seth Rollins has been receiving in a lot of losses, especially he lost three straight times to Cody. You know what I'm saying? Three straight big time matches to Cody, and Seth throughout all of that has maintained his level of popularity. Shit, it's even grown at this point. Like he is Seth is over, bro. So like I feel like. Now you you have the opportunity with Seth Rollins to have this new persona that he has that you know a lot of people are sort of up and down on, but regardless, like the motherfucker's over, so like it, it really don't matter. Like so, when I'm looking at that, you have the opportunity to have that level of um, popularity and allow him to bring back what he was doing back in 2018 when he was the Intercontinental Champion. He was just going out there putting on heat in the ring. You know what I'm saying? You have the opportunity to combine both of those right now because Seth is at the peak right now, so. Yeah, I, it, 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 it got to be Seth Rollins though, and and I, I hope that they just let him to just let him run with it. Don't give him no, 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 no bum ass fuse. Like I'm not trying to see him like dragged along. Man, look, give me a good four week program, build it up. Give me a great opponent. Let him go out there, get like 15, 20 minutes, and 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 let him kill it, and then move on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't I don't need to see this Seth get like. Just give me give me a good program, give me a great match, and then have him move up to the next, move on to whoever's next. You know what I'm saying? That's all I need. I, but I done seen this man put on bangers two times in a row with the Miz, the Miz, bro. You know what I'm saying? S the Seth, Miz and then Omos. He, he Seth, put on bro, good matches with Seth is just <laughs> cut, bro, Seth is just cut different, bro. Seth, and you, you wanna know what? I I, I know um uh good man Phil Lindsay uh had mentioned this a few times. So he, uh, I, I like some along like this but like uh i if, if they were to put this uh this title on seth i you know what i'm saying like you, you brother got some options you know what i'm saying he he, he got some options and i and i wouldn't be surprised if he tired of getting passed over i'm pretty sure that shit gets annoying after a while you know you being at the top of your game and then you watching everybody else you know sort of pass you up a little bit and honestly i'm not even gonna lie to you i think if jay white would have went to wwe seth Rollins would have been doing the favors 
I think and, I, I, I think he'd have been doing the favors. I wouldn't bro. have mind that. I wouldn't I, have mind that at all. Uh, I did want to highlight this comment here from Negro Buck. He says, "LOL, man, that's what people keep saying." But can he even be called Edge in uh, AEW? Calling him by his uh, real name feels wrong. No, he can't be called Edge in AEW. But you call him Adam the Edge. Edge Copeland. No, Cage. <laughs> Cage. He's the brother of Christian. He's the brother of Christian, so they need that, the same, same that last shit thing. Sucks. Same last thing. <laughs> Adam Cage. Adam the Edge Cage. That's Adam Cage, mean. Brian Cage, Christian Cage, you even Page, Hangman Page. You just hide it. Yes. Yeah, there you go. All the rhyming names in the business. <laughs> and since we're talking about Night of Champions, someone is gonna do an insanely long live stream of Night of Champions and Clash of the Champions over on his channel, over on the True Hill Heat Gaming Twitch TV later today. He is the ace in the face of the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. You saw him last night watching SmackDown and watching my Los Angeles Lakers win and watching his pitiful, disgusting, pathetic New York hey. Knicks lose in Miami to the Miami Heat. It's Romeo Anthony Cologne. How you hey. doing? <laughs> Let's go Nuggets. <laughs> Let's hater. go Nuggets. Just I got two hater. clips left in the chamber. I got the Just Nuggets and whoever comes out of the East. I got Just two clips. Hey, 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 Ro hey, Romeo, I'm telling you, bro, y'all going to be sick if the Lakers win the finals. SP3 ain't going to let y'all hit the end of that shit, bro. He is not letting that go. I'm telling you. And, and then the thing about it is, y'all going to have to wait until the next season's off for him to stop talking about it. He yeah. probably still going to be talking about it until, yeah. until, the, until the next. Until next, until until next playoff. Until next playoff. Until yeah. we eliminated from the next playoff. How good was Jalen Brunson, man? We're, we're casting. The Knicks are casting for a sidekick for Jalen Brunson. Auditions are taking place. Please, we need somebody besides Julius Randle. You want Randle back? But yeah, yeah, hey, hey, I'm no, not even gonna lie, bro. Y'all, yeah, hey, 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 Romeo, y'all, y'all need to get Julius Randle about it, bro. Like, yes. especially, especially after that comment that he made at the press yes. conference when he was like, "Well, you know, maybe they wanted more." Why would you say some shit like that? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all in the middle That's of not the a, series, yeah, like, that attitude doesn't that? vibe with the team. No, absolutely, King of the North. Look at this nasty hater business <laughs> going on. This nasty hater, but what's he's a great man, live. He's a what's great. What's up, what's up, Romeo? It's good to see you, bro. Good to see you. Uh, if you need a name for Edge and uh, AEW, White Adam. How about that? White, White Adam. Adam. White Adam. That's my. That's my. I'm throwing are, that in there. Are you, are you here to join us? Or are you here to plug your <laughs> life? Se Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> that's going to be his name in AEW. Can you imagine? So I, can, so I can kick you out if you're not here. 4 p.m. Eastern, my YouTube channel for Romeo Anthony or the Twitch, True Hill Heat Gaming. Uh, Patreons, you can join us on stream if you're a patron on patreon.com slash true real heat three dollars a month bonus content and stuff like this where uh, we just hang around when nothing's going on on Saturday and uh, yeah just hang out have some fun watch some matches all that for three dollars a month man you're missing out if you ain't signing up well, that's it. We're doing that for free over on Twitch. Over on Twitch. Don't even you just have to follow. Follow us on Twitch. You got that over there for Romeo. Are you sticking around, Romeo? Or are you just here to plug your things and be a hater? Uh, well, are you talking WWE still? Yeah, we're talking yeah, WWE. Hang on for that. 
All right. Well, we got WWE news. WWE has revealed that Vince McMahon agreed to pay late legal fees in the drop lawsuit from uh, stockholders relating to his return to the board of directors. As had been reported, the Detroit Police and Fire Retirement System, as well as stockholder Scott Fellows, had filed lawsuits in January that allege uh, McMahon breached his felicitary duties when re returned to the board of directors in order to oversee a sale in the company. As PW Insider reports, uh, the, the company has noted in an SEC filing made on Friday that the lawsuits are combined but then dropped when, then, uh, when McMahon agreed to repeal and the challenge bylaw amendments that were at issue. The filing notes that McMahon agreed to pay uh, plaintiff's counsel $1.65 million in legal fees, including expenses, and the plaintiffs filed the motion to dismiss the case on January 23rd, and it was granted two days later. And there's also the amendment in the whole deal with uh, Endeavor that says that McMahon will remain as executive chairman of the board for life unless he dies or resigns or uh <laughs> lets go of his duties romeo what do you think about this man in the latest edition of mixed succession i'm tired of this shit i'm tired of this shit every week i'm tired of this i'm tired of cm punk every week i'm just tired of it all whatever Who cares <laughs> honest take uh, sorry i'm with him I can't I'm knock you. I can't knock you for any any type of honesty. That that's fine. That's fine. Uh, let's move on to NXT. NXT. They did uh, six hundred and one thousand viewers this week. The show featured the first half of the NXT Women's Championship Tournament as Tiffany Stratton beat Gigi Dolan, while Ly Lyra Valkyrie, uh, Valkyria, excuse me, defeated Ka Kiana James. You had Gallus beat the Dyad to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships, while Braun Breaker defeated Trick Williams in the main event. Post-match, Carmelo Hayes made his return, but the NXT champion was speared in midair by Braun Breaker to stand tall to end the bro, show. But who, whoever's telling him to do that springboard, please stop telling him to do that shit. <laughs> that shit looks fucking stupid, bro. It's like, so, so, tell him stop doing it. Like, and I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty, like, I mean, that's a signature move. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I, I really, really, really like Carmelo Hayes, especially, like, the way that they uh, have been presenting him since he won it. Uh, NXT title and even on the lead up to that, I, I really think. But like, bro, like little stuff like that, like I, I don't know why that stuff irritates me, bro. Because it just don't make no like, what, like, bro, you got this big ass dude behind you. Like, why are you trying to jump off the ropes? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Are you, doing <laughs> this, bro? you know what I'm saying? But you know, it's like that's just stupid. Why are you it's stupid, that? bro? It's stupid, bro. But yeah, let me tell you something though. Heel Braun Breaker is a treat. It, it, oh, hey, 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 man, hey, let me tell you something. Th th this is what he needed. This is what it he was. needed. It was. This is what he needed. Put him on the main roster like that. You got to stop. That's what, I said, bro. When, when when Carmelo beat when Carmelo beats him, get him on the main roster, please. Is, is this exact persona like what, what he's doing right now? Just have him come out there talking shit to everybody and starting starting beef. Yeah, you can you, you can use Mary Corbin. Mary Corbin doing jobs right now, so they he do one. He ain't got no problem doing another one. So there you go. Speaking of which, the real reason uh, was revealed why uh, Braun Breaker wasn't called up in the recent WWE draft. Uh, the as 
as the uh, Braun wasn't a part of the 18 different people from NXT that went up in the WWE draft, worked wrestling reports that regarding Braun Breaker going undrafted, uh, they've heard that there were tentative plans to draft Braun to the main roster, but officials are so impressed with his heel persona, he remained in NXT to better cultivate his character. Breaker will challenge Hayes in a uh, NXT championship rematch at Battleground on May 28th, which runs head-to-head with AEW Double or Nothing. And Work Wrestling also notably mentioned that there are tentative plans to call Breaker up after SummerSlam, which takes place on August 5th. Who would you have him immediately feud with if the plan is for him to get called up after SummerSlam, Romeo? Mm. Need a heel. But have him fuck up Omas. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. He's, I need a I need a baby face. No. I need a baby face. Um shit. Hey, Probably man, on look, Raw. Hey, look, I look, I I Romeo, just just throw you on real quick. Look, I, I like Johnny Gargano and all that, but he ain't no. really doing shit for me right now. He's going to be in the tag division with DIY. That's going to be fun. That, 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 that's going to be fun. But before that, he can do, 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 do the favors for me. <laughs> do the favors for me. Fucking, <laughs> fucking baby faces are so dry. <laughs> but, they, 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 look, I, but, but, I'm, but I'm thinking about baby faces right now, like in, in the men's division. It's like, you, I mean, you got Seth. I say AJ Styles. You got, you got Cody. You got, AJ Styles. You could do the springboard into the spear. Oh my Simple. god! He, he just trying to piss off Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Re- real quick, uh, Grayson Waller, he doing this um his ta- his talk show. And that's next week, right? Yeah, next week. So, yeah. So, 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 so they they definitely doing something with him and AJ, right? Like that's. Yeah, I think they're gonna first yeah, on that same yeah, show. That's yeah, what I okay. I immediately predicted that on last they, night. They're they gonna run that back. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but but going back to uh, to the to the question, when you think about baby faces, bro, it's like. I mean, but you, you better off just coming to my have him just squash somebody. Like it don't even got to be like somebody that's on the active roster. It could be like an enhancement talent. But I know you said you said SummerSlam SP3, so he gonna need like a big program. Well, to start they off. said after SummerSlam. Oh, after SummerSlam, he, okay, okay, he's okay. supposed to be drafted. Well, that's a good shout by King of the North, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that'd be fun. But you gotta build up to that. Is yeah. Ed, when's Edge on his way out? Is Edge gonna be around? Hey, Ed, that, 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 it's it's in August that uh, SmackDown's going to be in Toronto. He said he wants to end his career in Toronto. So. Yeah. It, 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 is that is that before or after SummerSlam? That's after. That's a that's uh, uh, August fourteenth. That's August fourteenth. So, uh, no, because so I, I see for a moment I had forgot about the um the new world title because I was thinking I was like they're going to keep this shit on Roman and he going like I, you know what I'm saying like or, I think it's August eighteenth. August eighteenth. Yeah, that's SummerSlam. Yeah. Okay. That's after SummerSlam. That's two weeks. Oh, oh yeah, you talking about the Toronto show? Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, the got Toronto you. show. August fifth. One, one, one last favor before you go, Edge. Put over the kid. <laughs> put over the kid. Come on, just put over the kid. I like that one too. King of the North says Sheamus go through two other uh, dudes on the way to Sheamus could do that. Sheamus yeah, versus Braun. Butch and Ridge get beat them down and then face <laughs> Sheamus. Bro, why is Sheamus not in the Continental Champion? Like, what, what, what like, what, I, 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 I genuinely want to know. Gunner why? Break. Exactly. Man, I lived my whole man, we so all lived our whole, life. No, we all lived our whole <laughs> life with the Hunky Tonk Man as the Hunk longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. I'm sorry, that needs to end. Yes, Gunther needs and to. He's break the perfect it. guy. Look, and 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 I, I agree, but like, I, I'm just saying, like, especially at the, like. I just feel like they've had so many opportunities to finally do this thing with Sheamus that they've been hyping up for so long. 
it, it, it's like they be dangling the carrot and shit. They be like, hey, uh, you, you want it? No, no, you need to saying? always pay those stuff off. It's like when John Cena got a, sh- a opportunity to go for number seventeen. You didn't need John Cena to do that because he's already at sixteen. Sheamus won every but, but, single but, but, thing I'm, in this company. It's bro, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like right now, my old personal prep. Like I, I, I don't give a fuck if John Cena went sixteen, I, seventeen, whatever the fuck it is. I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't care if nobody breaks that shit. I don't really care about that shit. You know, so Cena can stay away for for I love long to come back. Whatever. Forget John Cena. I'm talking about this man Sheamus and the in ring work that this man has been putting on yes. since the pandemic. This it's man coming. is this man has had a, a fucking career resurgence in the ring since 2020. Yeah. I'm talking like yeah. great matches, bro. But when, when I saw this man, let me take y'all back to like early 2020 when I seen this man get a great match out of Jeff Hardy on SmackDown in the Performance Center when it was like mm. fucking 15 people in the in the Lord behind the little barricades mm. and it was a good fucking match. Sheamus was putting on great shit with Big E. All these different people and still doing it. I'm just like, dog, when are y'all just gonna get this man this fucking and then you move him away from I mean, what he on the same uh Imperium on um Monday on Night Raw, right? Yeah. Okay, and Brawl and Bruce, they stayed on SmackDown, right? SmackDown, yeah. Okay, okay, yes, yeah. So they're gonna feel but, uh, pretty deadly. That's perfect. That's perfect for them. Hey, mm-hmm. I, 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 I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. Right. To, to, to be completely honest, I ain't gonna lie to you. I like pretty deadly. I, ain't gonna I like pretty deadly. I, 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 I think they're good. I, like I think they're them. a good tag team. I love them. Team. I like they're a good tag team. I like them too. Uh, we got Kato North. One more suggestion. He's got a bunch of good ones. Braun versus Ray, and where he runs through the LWO job squad because that's yeah, all notice, notice, notice all that's the all faces we're saying on SmackDown. Where are the yeah. Raw baby faces? I mean, Raw has baby faces, but they're all top level guys. Seth, uh, Drew, uh, Cody. Are we counting Drew? Yeah, it's yeah. I was saying, yeah, oh, I we, we count Drew. Hey, <laughs> I would count Drew for now until he turns heel. Hey, hey um, they, 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 they mentioned Drew on TV a lot. They mentioned him on social yeah. media too. So that's yeah. cool. So he might be coming. Maybe he's a candidate to win Money in the Bank, and then he could turn mm. by using Money in the Bank. You could do that. We just got three final shows. Romeo, all you got to think about is what your matches of the week. You watch everything, so give us three. You could close out the show with us. Uh, GCW had their Fight Night Brooklyn show this past week. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Tony Deppin in a match where Deppin unfortunately suffered a serious arm injury. Uh, yeah. he, he, he reported that on social media, so speedy recovery for Deppin. You also had Masha Slamovich beat Alec Price to retain the GCW world title. The SAT beat Wasted Youth in a fun tag team match, which had an insane double suplex spot off the top rope, which was insane. Our, our producer, Baby Seth, was there live for that. You had Jordan Oliver defeated uh, Cole Radrick to retain the GCW World Championship. Also on Thursday, you had Impact on Access TV. The show featured The Coven beating uh, Jordan Grace and Deanna Perazzo to retain the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Post-match, The Coven jumped Grace until Trinity came out to make the save in her second week in Impact Wrestling. You had Nick Aldis made his in-ring return to Impact, defeating Sheldon Jean. Masha Slamovich defeated Killer Kelly in a rock-solid opener. And you also had Steve Macklin defeating a Rhino in a brutal beatdown to retain the Impact World Championship. In Impact uh, News, Trinity is with Impact for at least the next few months. According to a new report, Fightful Select reported that Trinity, the former Naomi in WWE, has commitments with the company that lasts into the summer. And it is worth noting that the report only notes that Trinity has commitments that long 
and say nothing about whether they will extend longer than that. She made her debut in late April at the Impact tapings in Chicago, and she will be competing at Impact Under Siege in a open contract match uh, at the May 26th Impact event. We'll do predictions on that next week here on True Hill Heat. And Impact Wrestling has announced that former WWE NXT UK wrestlers Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster will mm. debut with the company at Under Siege. They will challenge the Impact World Tag Team Champions Chris Bay and Ace Austin, the ABC. And the event happens on May 26th, airs on Impact+. Plus. What do you think overall about Impact Wrestling right now, Andrew and Trinity being with the company for the next couple of months? Yeah, I, I saw... Uh... I, I think she posted it on her her her, uh, her social media. She posted it on her Instagram and her Twitter, like her her schedule, like layout, and it said through uh, the Summer Slam. I mean, Slam Anniversary uh, television tapings in July. So, I, for for I think Impact is gonna be a good fit for her. Like I, I'm I'm curious to see. I think like much like much like much like everybody, they're kind of curious to see like what is gonna come after that. Like, could there be a potential long term, like or or you know maybe she stays with the company like you know do Bound for Glory or so something along those lines just to see what's next. But I, I think the impact is gonna be a good fit for her. Like I, I know maybe they'll put the put the title on her, but I, I think that'll come if she chooses to extend. If she extends, then I think she'll win the title at some point later this year. But I think for now, you'll just see, you know, you'll get the matches you want to see. You'll get the her versus Deanna, you'll get the her versus Jordan Grace, you'll get the her versus Masha and Killer Kelly. And you know what I'm saying? See her mix it up with Taylor Wilde. And she's facing Kylie King on next week's show. And I think that yeah. was from the uh, the Slugfest tapers that they had in uh, Illinois. So um, yeah, man, I, I think that's, a, I think Impact gonna be a good fit for Trinity, man. She, she seemed like she having a good time, so, you know. Especially coming off the you know the shit they was dealing with in WWE, so I mean you know you really can't ask for nothing better than that. But um, yeah, just, just looking at Impact as a whole, I know they got the you say you got the Under Siege show coming up. I, I, I was uh, listen, I was surprised to see the Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews matching. I wasn't expecting them to be, but the, I think that's nice. To, that's a nice switch up for the tag team division. I feel like Impact's tag division is good, but they you just needed some like some fresh faces in there, and you definitely get some fresh faces with uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. So I think that's going to be a good match, and it'll be a great win for. Uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Steve Macklin is world champion. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Like, I ain't got no issue that with was, it. That was like, it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's, all it's, right. it's, it's, it's cool. Like, I, ain't, I ain't got no issue with Steve Macklin or nothing like that. But I, I think they, you know, they, they probably just, you know, slowly trying to get to him versus Nick Aldis. And, they, yeah. they, you know, they'll get to that story when they get to it. And, um, yeah, man, that, that's that's Heal up uh, Alexander. Yeah, heal up. Man. I cannot yeah. wait for Josh Alexander to yeah. get back, bro. They Shout out to man. Macklin and Aldis. Both of our interviews with them did a hundred. Uh, I mean, one thousand views on the channel. Hey. So appreciate them and uh, thanks for everyone who's been showing the support for the interviews. Final show that we missed from this past week: ROH TV on Honor Club. The show featured Athena defeating Sky Blue in a one of my really matches. It'll be main event right, right here to retain the ROH Women's World Championship. You also had Samoa Joe beat Blake Christian to retain the ROH World Television Championship and Mark Briscoe defeated Shane Taylor in a highly entertaining opener. And you said it, Andrew, so let's close things out with the match of the week. This is where here we here at the True Hill Heat on the Flagship Podcast give you our top three to five matches from this past week. The matches that we think is should be the most watched or the must-watch matches that you need to watch from this week. And as per usual, 
Me, myself, I watch a lot of professional wrestling, so I always have to do five. I will say my honorable mention this week is the Aoki versus Oki Obashi match from Big Japan Wrestling. I actually went out my way to watch that, and that doesn't technically fit into our last Saturday to Friday time frame. So that's why it's an honorable mention, but it's one of the best matches of the year from Japan. Definitely go out of your way to watch that if you go watch Big Japan. But my five for this week, number five, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky from WWE Backlash last Saturday. Number four, Claudio Castanoli versus Ray Phoenix from AEW Dynamite. Number three, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest from WWE Backlash last Saturday. Number two, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, the Steel Cage match from AEW Dynamite. And number one, one of my favorite matches of the year, Hiromu Takahashi versus Speedball Mike Bailey from the Best of the Super Juniors, day one. One of the most must-watch matches from New Japan I've seen all year long. Definitely got out of your way to watch that. Oromo is quietly having a Wrestler of the Year campaign, and he's had my Match of the Week number one spot for the past two weeks. Last week against Sonata from Dantaku. This week, Speedball. Andrew, what's your three from this past week? Okay, so... so I, I forgot that we uh we was including the backlash stuff, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to weave some in there. But I'm, I'm, I'm you can I'm make it five. Up. You can extend to five if you want. All right, that's cool. I, I, I appreciate the uh, the contract extension, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but, uh, but, but I'm, I'm gonna say for not, in no particular order, I'm gonna just say Speedball versus Hiromu and uh, Night One, the best of the Super Juniors. Like I told you, I didn't see the whole show, but I definitely went to go catch the main event. Definitely delivered, and, and I'm not surprised that it delivered. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Athena and Sky Blue because that was like recent memory. And I, I went to go catch that because I said I actually saw you and I saw a couple of other people that I follow on Twitter like big talking the match. So I was like, let me go, let me go, let me, let me, let me go see, let me go see what, what was happening with this. And it, it, again, just much like the Hiromu uh, speedball match, it, it delivered. Um, but, but Athena is quietly having like one of the best runs of her career, probably not even probably. I think the best probably run, the best uh, run, uh, the, 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 the best run of her career. Like I. A part of me wishes it was like when AEW's main program, because like cause more eyeballs and stuff. But like, yeah, I, if you're paying attention, you see it. You know what I'm saying? You you, you see it. Athena's doing like really great work. And I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say another one. I really enjoyed the uh, the, the the Bad Bunny Damian Priest match. Re really really enjoyed all that and the theatrics and the popping circumstance and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's that, 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 that's peak WWE right there, man. When they got it, they got it. They on it. They on one, and they were on. That was like one of the best spectacles. WWE should have been the main event. I I understand now because I I spoke to uh, Adrian Hernandez who was live there in Puerto Rico, and we spoke to him on In the Weeds on Monday on mm -hmm. Fightful Overbook, and he said it was basically the fact they did that was before 10 p.m. in Puerto Rico. They wanted to get like the that match out there so it could be on the 10 o'clock news Ooh. in Puerto Rico. So oh, that's smart. That, that was like the, the only thing that made sense from anyone that I heard about, you know, why Bad Bunny and Damian Priest wasn't in the main event. And when he said that, I was like, okay, that actually is smart. And it makes sense for them to do it that way. So for I sure. understand now. For sure. Romeo? I need to watch that Hiromu speedball match that you're talking about. I'll probably watch it when we're done here. Um, number five, the triple threat from Raw, which was Seth Shinsuke Priest. Number four, the triple threat from SmackDown, which was Edge, Sheamus, and um, Ray. Even though uh, they botched that spear at the end. I don't know what Edge was loopy or what. I don't if you would have hit yeah. that, it would have been so much better. <laughs> but yeah, uh, number three, Omega Mox Cage. 
Dynamite. Yeah. Um, for the top two, I'm going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca Belair versus new honorary Puerto Rican EO Sky. <laughs> and number one, of course, Priest Bunny put on a show for Puerto Rico. Man, so proud. The epic. I was wondering why he got up, but now we know why. No, thank you so much, everyone in the chat. Let us know your match of the week, your top three, top five from the week. You can let us know in the live chat before we close things off here or in the comments down below. Comments down below always help out the uh, the, the viewership for our video on demand. So let us know in the comments down below your top three, top five matches from this past week. But that brings us to a close on another edition of our flagship podcast. Gotta thank the good brother, Andrew Thompson, for being thank with my us Wi-Fi. this week. Yeah, thank your wife. Yo, yo, this, this is the is best, best Wi-Fi ever. Five stars. Five stars. What a performance. What a performance by the Wi-Fi. MVP for the week, Andrew's Wi-Fi. Yes, Andrew, please let the people know where they can follow you on social media, what you got going on, your writing at Post Wrestling, NWA Podcast, <laughs> everything else, and tell them where to get that Wi-Fi. <laughs> bro, y'all funny as shit, back bro. Back Trump, back Trump, back Trump. Spat Trump. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Y'all are hilarious, dog. Y'all, y'all can follow me on Twitter, man, at uh, <laughs> at ad Thompson underscore underscore. And same thing on Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna be putting up some new clips on my YouTube channel. I'm gonna try to get some new interviews going back up. I sort of took a break from it, but I just been putting uh, like interviews up. I mean, interview clips up for every once in a while. So I'm gonna try to get back into the mix of doing some interviews. But I'm, I'm definitely still right, man. Uh, you can check out my uh, written work over at postwrestling.com. Uh, you know, I'm on there throwing up different articles and uh, posting the news updates a couple times a week. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely check that out, man. And go, go support my people over there at True Hill Heat, man. I always appreciate the invite on. Good folks over here. They stay out the way, man, and they just put in the work. So, yeah, shout, shout out to y'all, bro. Thank you so much, Andrew. Always the, one of our best guests. Always someone that we love having here on the show. A member he of the cookout. He's talking about, talk about some spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Pop for the spectrum plug. Uh, <laughs> Romeo, let the people know where they can see you in just a few short hours. Twitch.tv forward slash True Hill Heat Gaming for Romeo Anthony Cologne, YouTube channel, The Night of Champions. Watch along. Join us 4 p.m. Eastern, going to whatever time. We'll see. Uh, we'll spin the wheel. We'll watch some old match matches and hopefully get some good stuff. Uh, follow me for Romeo Anthony, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, check me out here on this channel. Rated Raw Superstars, Raw Watchalongs, Tuesdays, NXT, NXT Watchalongs, Dynamite Watchalongs, and Pay-Per-View Previews, Watchalongs, Reviews. Check out True Hill Heat Sports, uh, where we watch some sports over there. We do some sports podcasts over there. Subscribe. We're close to 400 subscribers over there. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Look at all the plugs, all the plugs. He was on He was on uh, Friday Night Warriors last night. He was on uh, NX3 earlier this week, Elite Heat, Rated Raw Superstars. He's the face in the ace. I'm just here doing my thing, shooting shots on the flagship show like Austin Reeves. 
and unlike R.J. Barrett, just saying, go Lakers. We in here. We in the conference finals. Unlike your bum ass Knicks. I'm waiting. Waiting when it all comes crashing down. When it comes crashing down. Even when it comes crashing down. You know what I'll say? We got farther than the Knicks. Uh, follow me on the Twitter machine at Drew Hill. Raise the banner. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. $3 a month. More exclusive content. The True Hill Heat Prediction Championship. I lost my top spot, but I'm in the top two. I'll still be in here in these streets. Subscribe to True Hill Heat Sports. We're going live tomorrow for the NBA playoffs. Game 7. Philly and Boston. So check us out for that and check out all the great content we got on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Andrew mentioned it earlier. Our my interview with Sammy Callahan is up right now. Go over to for Romeo Anthony Cologne YouTube channel and twitch.tv forward slash true hill heat gaming 4 p.m. Eastern time for our night of champions, clash of the champions. Watch along and next week, right here on the True Hill Heat flagship show 11:05 a.m eastern eastern time we got special guest zach haydorn of pw torch so join us live next week next saturday at 11:05 a.m eastern time but for andrew thompson our guest host for this week for all of our special guests professor chris nate milton jane news and romeo it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 this has been true hill heat 225 straight as jesus second coming we are signing off until next time